Some girls just want to watch World Cup. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five has 98. I got just love to some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 395. I'm Jason. Anyone else? Um, Blake. I was waiting for Jeff. Oh. And I'm the intern. Hey! It's a very unique show. I don't think we've ever had this set up before. I don't, I don't think so. This is odd. I'm scared. Usually Doug's here for the buffer. Yeah. He couldn't. He's getting ready to go to Disney. And I'm not kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Now, mind you, he did sell one of his kids down there, so he's going to visit. Um, Jeff is not here because the All-Star game is on. Like, come on. Nobody cares. It's going to be 35 to 34. Actually, actually, out of all the All-Star games of the professional sports, uh, baseball is probably still the most legit. Yeah, I give you that. Unless it ends in a tie. Bud Selig well, there. Then, <laughs> well, there's no Bud Selig there. But I don't year. think it can anymore, can it? Because of home field advantage is tied to the winner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. So ties true. are no longer a thing in in all star games. Are they going to start with runners on second? In second. Okay, so the tenth inning, if it's tied, they get second. If it's eleventh inning, it's second and third. If yeah. it's the third, the twelfth inning, they get bases loaded, no outs, right off the bat. Last yeah. three guys, get in there, get in there. If it goes to the thirteenth inning, you just pull pitchers from the crowd, yes. wearing <laughs> the, the appropriate hat. Hey, you, get down here. You got a Rockies hat on. Get down here. <laughs> We haven't had a Rockies pitcher in the All-Star game in 30 years. <laughs> I think Mike Hampton was the last one. Mm. I don't even know if Hampton did anything. Did he? No, I don't, I don't know. He made a lot of money. He did make a lot of $120 million, I think it was. Um, so, D- Jeff's not here. No Jeff. No Doug. No, no Doug. Jim. No Jim. Uh, no scabs. I did get a text, though, from number one fan Doug to you, Brian, since you're his adopted son. There you go. We're heading to Florida and I'm not sure I'm getting an off day this week, so I can't make it in. Please let Brian know to pack his bags. I'm running out of kids to sell to Disney. So <laughs> this time next week, you could be working for Disney. Uh, or I could be working a, a mail route. Oh, we got, we're going to get some go. questions on that later. We're going to get some questions. I hear they got a new revamped Jungle Cruise. Have uh, Big D check that out for us. Um, we saw the, the revamped Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah? Uh, my kids and I and my wife and that, uh, we were watching rides in, uh, on YouTube last night. Oh, Why? Because... So you weren't really there. God, no. I saved myself... <laughs> do, you hire, do you hire a surrogate to ride it for you um, and film it with the no, GoPro cam? There's like 87 people, like 87 channels that just film these rides. And I'm like, I told the kids afterwards, look, kids, we went to Disney. There you go. <laughs> Good and he, job. And he saved $10,000. Oh, yeah, easy, easy. Um, and I still had all my kids. <laughs> so you still like, have all your children. And your organs. And that's and true. organs. Nobody sold into indentured servitude. Because I told my kids that we would go see Jungle Cruise, the movie, when it comes out. 
we'll go see it in theaters. Yeah. And uh, they want the, my youngest wanted to see the ride, so I was like, well, let's go ahead and put this on. Yeah. So we did, and, like, it's a 10-minute ride, and it is awful. Like, you don't even get wet. Like, yeah. and my wife, after, like, seven minutes, was like, why would you go on this ride? Like, even she was, like, optimistic. She's like, this is awful. Like, yeah. and they redid it, but sure. It's I nothing mean, scary. No. They, they they removed all the offensive stuff. Or, and yeah. Because I, I remember Fantas, the Fantasy, not the Fantasy Island. Was it Frontier Island? Mm-hmm. I remember when I went there as a kid, you had the, uh, the, the water guns and the pop guns and stuff. You could, like, shoot people riding by on the Jungle Cruise. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm okay. sure. That, I think it's probably too violent. You know, um, <laughs> probably took all that out. I do know that uh, they're redoing Splash Mountain uh, into Princess and the Frog, uh, which we watched yeah. that ride because I fucking hate Song of the South and Br'er Rabbit and all that stuff. Yeah. Sorry, it's racist. And I was like, people are bitching like, you can't take away history of Disney. And it's like, you're a 70-year-old man. Sh- shut up. Like, just stop. Like, nobody is out there going, I really love Br'er Rabbit. Nobody fucking cares about Br'er Rabbit. I'm sorry. I'm nobody. Really, I'm really here for Br'er Bear. Yeah, he was in that too. So we watched that one, and I'm like, this is awful. Like, now, the funny thing is that, like, I know why they're doing Princess and the Frog, because 90% of the animatronics they have, like, the scenery is perfect for Louisiana. Like, it's all you have to do is take out the animals and put in the little, the frog and the uh, frogs in that, and I think you'll be fine. And it is Disney. All you got to do is like swap to some kind of princess. Yes, I mean they yeah. got like fifty of them now, right? Correct. Uh, is Leia in there? I think Leia is princess. one of them. Yeah, she's in Star Wars Land. Yeah, sure, Star Wars Land. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like I said. So if you're upset with Br'er Rabbit, please let us know that they're taking it out. Please let us know if they're ta- if you're upset. Because no. he was in, like, one show, and it was not even released on VHS anymore because it's yeah. so bad. How about you don't let us know? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Doug will. How about Doug you will. keep it to yourself? Doug will, because he'll be there. He'll be giving right. us a Hobie report next week. Oh, there you go. Is so. he going to have any of his kids fight Darth Vader? <sighs> you you got to be careful on how you do that now. You can't bow to him. Disney won't let you do that. It used, used to be back in the day that you could... Uh, have your kid go up there, do a lightsaber fight and quotations. Yeah, you, you used to do mock Jedi training yeah. before with fake, you know, uh, lightsabers. I, yeah. And then they would, like, prepare you, kind of train you, and then they bring out Darth and his evil dudes in Maul and whatever. Then you can have lightsaber battles with them. Yeah, they changed that now. So uh, you can't, like, have... Because there was always video on YouTube, like, a kid bowing or whatever. Really? They won't, like, to Darth, like, as funny and, you know, because they, like... They won't let you do that anymore because Disney owns Star Wars now. So they Because won't let you. bowing to bad guy is yes. bad? Yes. But he was redeemed. Yeah. So... Or maybe he's just bowing in respect to the actor. On a side... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the Disney actor... Uh, no, I'm talking like martial arts. Oh, you, know, okay. you, you bow to your opponent first as I, a sign of respect. I think they go down to a knee and and do it that way. No, that's when they play the Star Wars anthem. You go to a knee if you're protesting Star Wars. Get out. Get out. Prequels. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. That's not going to go well with our uh, Oreo challenge this week. Yeah, we have an Oreo challenge from Brian. Let me get this going here. Uh-oh. This week, it's Oreo. Also, Oreo, if you would like to send us some challenges, please. Uh, 
Uh, we got. I'll, I'll get into that in here in a second. The new flavors coming out next month. Uh, red, white, and blue layers of cream with popping candy. This is Oreo. I it's guess the, this, the Olympic version. The Olympic. Okay. Ooh. Do I have to take a knee while I'm eating one of these? Well, we have to eat. Sing, uh, we have to eat by ourselves because you can't have any fans around when we do this. <laughs> oh. Oh, this doesn't, no, this doesn't look good. In solidarity with Tokyo, no no fans allowed. Oh, God, this it's doesn't look apart. good. They're falling apart. This doesn't look good. Here, I'll let you go first. Here, I'll, I'm going to take a picture of that for the web, or Facebook page, History of Bad Ideas Podcast. Also on uh, Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and nerdly.uk.co. Uh, good day, Governor. Um, yeah, condolences, uh, nerdly UK fans. You, you Your team lost in the Euro in the shootout too, right? Yeah, it's a shootout. I, I would, and, I, and honestly, I would blame their coach, Southgate, because mm-hmm. because he, he subbed on those uh, young kids in the like the final minute or two of the extra time frames for them solely to take PKs, penalty kicks for the shootout. But you don't you don't put them on with one or two minutes to go because they're basically you're you're sending them on cold. There's no warm ups. And et cetera. So normally you want to send those guys on like five minutes ago so they can at least warm up, get a few touches on the ball and all that kind of stuff. And then they had more experienced strikers on that team on the field at that time that didn't take kicks. So then my next question would be, why didn't they have those guys take kicks? And you'd be surprised the number of soccer uh, players that will avoid taking penalty kicks because they don't want the scrutiny if they make a mistake or or whatever. But England's goalie mm-hmm. did well. He saved two PKs, which is rare because you should almost score all the time. And I'm surprised, you know, the sports science, you know, you got like sports science mm-hmm. for like billiards with, you know, yeah. English spin and all that kind of stuff and combos. Sports science says you go up, you hit the ball hard, and you stick it in a corner, mm-hmm. preferably the two lower corners. Yeah. You can also do the two upper corners. But the two lower corners are the, are the best because if you kick it with enough velocity, the reaction, human reaction time of the goalie, goalkeeper, to go and make the save is too slow. And you'll, you'll, you'll score. If you can put it there, you'll score like 100% of the time. They're, you know, it's very rare that they can make saves like that. And so you watch some of these guys' kicks. They weren't in the corner. They were halfway in between the center and the corner, which is bad. And then the problem with these young kids, some of them got too fancy where you do this weird stutter step kind of thing and try and knock it in. Because they do the stutter step, and it's like a stop and move and a stop and a kick because they want to see where the goalie's going to go. But you forget sports science. Sports science says put it hard in the corner, low, and you're going to score. But they get fancy, and then they screw up because you stop your momentum and you don't follow through properly on the kick or your chip. And then what happens is what happens to England is what they did. So they lost, unfortunately. Do you think it was because England was drunk? That too. They've okay. been drinking all day. Yep. It yep. was an evening game by their by their standards. What was know, the so, score? Yeah. Uh, it was a thrilling one to one. Oh, whoa! <laughs> but whoa. actually, actually. Whoa. England scored in the first two minutes. Oh, right? that even made it better. That even made it well. Actually, it made it worse for the yeah, English side because then all you're trying to do is hold on to a, you know a one oh nothing God. lead, and you start b- being defensive. And the problem is the Italian team is much more dynamic. They're they're very offensive oriented. They score. They're not two like two goals. <laughs> well, 
Well, the problem is when you take all 10 of your players, you change your mental mindset and you start sitting back on your heels because you're starting to let the other team attack basically for the remainder of the rest of the match. And that's basically what happened. They would sit there in the Italian side, would pass the ball back and forth, kind of like zone defense. You're, you're passing the ball, looking for the opening, get, make the play. I know you're completely lost on this, no, no. Jason. No, no, zone you're defense is exciting. Let this. me tell you, it's almost as good as prevent defense. Correct. Oh, my God, that's exciting. Correct. Yeah, exactly, and, and it's horrible. Because what happens is you change the pace of the team and the match, and you're no longer in, in an attack offensive mode. Now you're like you're back on your heels, and you're letting the other team dictate the pace. And it was kind of funny. One of the announcers like, oh, the Italian side subjecting England to death by a thousand passes. And I was laughing. He was like, he, he, he's right. They're letting it, Italy dictate the game. And sure enough, they got that in there and they scored. When did Italy score? I can't remember. It was in the second half. Oh, second, well, that's at least thrilling. Second half. And then whatever. <laughs> but anyways, I, I, I know. It was one-to-one after four minutes. Oh, this yeah. is thrilling. I, you know, I, I know we got, you know, Kevin and Chris waiting for my analysis of the Euro <laughs> 2020 European football. But everybody else is like, what the hell is he talking about? But anyways. Those Oreos were delicious. Uh, the Oreos. I'm sorry. Let me. I'll tell you what. I'll eat the Oreos so I can stop talking. Did that first one have, like, Pop Rocks in it? Yeah, it has the popping candies in them. Oh, I didn't understand that. that. It's red, white, and blue, and then you got some fireworks. Oh, popping candy. candy. Yeah. Okay, so this one's a little bit better look. I'm going to take a picture of this one because this one looks better. Um, If I eat the whole bag of this and then drink water, will it explode in my stomach? No, just Coke. You got to put Coke. Ooh, it's tingling in my mouth. Cocaine. Um... (laughs) See, it's a pop rock. It is. It's, it's like weird. a delayed popping effect. There's a party in your mouth. Yeah. You know, these Oreos already are more exciting than that England-Italy game. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me they scored in two minutes, oh, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. No, I it, can't. I'd turn it off. Yeah. I've seen all I need to see. I've seen a goal. England won. <laughs> one to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> First one to one wins. Little did you know. Oh, my God. It's like people who turn the game off at halftime between the Falcons and Patriots. That's true. Um, or who leave at halftime at the Bengals. Oh, that's probably a yeah. safe bet. Never mind. Never mind. It's a safe bet. I mean, who would get season tickets for the Bengals? I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, I would. Oh, Brian, you do. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, this will be, I believe, our 13th season. Do you ever lose hope? No, never. Okay. I will say they look better this true year. True fan. On paper. They're on gonna paper, be, I, they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think. On the opposite side, Cleveland Browns are going to surprise people with how bad they are because they're going to they're going to go down. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Pittsburgh, you know, being Pitt- a Browns fan, uh-huh. I can conceivably see that happening. <laughs> well, it is because you're. But I would like to, to believe be- opposite of what you're telling me. And, I, and, I have a feeling that this is going to be a uh, a Bengals Browns division for the next few years. I would like to see that immensely. Do you? Th- but if you guys can keep your quarterback protected. Uh, he's got great receivers, but if he can't get the ball to him, that's yeah. a problem. Um, well, I think, uh, do, what do you think about that trade offer that the rumor was Green Bay was offering Aaron Rodgers to Cleveland for no. Baker Mayfield and no. some other stuff? You wouldn't have done it? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would have bitched about something. But, of course. I mean, it's just him. Um, <laughs> I can't see over my center. He's too big. Fire it. Trade him. I'm 6'3". Why aren't it's, you it's bitching It's too cold and windy out. Oh, wait. I play in, Mil- in Green Bay. Where's Olivia Munn? <laughs> or Amanda Seafreeder? Who Who's he married to? Gay married uh, to? 
Elizabeth Shue, I don't know, somebody. Uh, he got married to... Is he married? Or engaged? Or engaged no, he's engaged. To, oh, okay. Uh, Shailene Shy- Woodley? Shia LaDouche. I'm going to no. say La- Shia LaBouche. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shy- Shailene Woodley. Yeah, that's who it is. That's who it is. Who was of the Divergent web uh, yeah. franchise? Woo! <laughs> really aiming high there. He couldn't get the Maze Runner. He had to go for the Divergent group. <laughs> you know, the actress in the Maze Runner was cute, but semi sights on the Divergent uh, franchise. Those are great books. I'm not going to lie. Movies, not so much. Not so much. Would have been great if they would have finished it, the series, but... Which you know, ones, I, did I'm they really not in... finish the third? Oh, okay. I'm okay. really enjoying these Oreos. They're delicious. The, I, the popping candy uh, finishes say, it off, man. Here, we're going to take a break here. I'm when it have pops my... in my mouth, it's so good. I'm going to give these to my <laughs> oldest son, see how he likes them. We'll get, since we only have three people giving opinions this we'll get week. get an expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, also... Because Kickstarter Can we do it over. live on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Since uh, since uh, Kickstarter kind of screwed them over, uh, you can go to um, Untidy Venus on uh, Etsy and uh, get some of her great stuff. Uh, use Hobie Pod, save 15%. But go ahead and go over to it, uh, Untidy Venus. And uh, she's got lots of great geeky things. Snackosaurus. Uh, yeah. She's got dinosaurs. She's got everything. To Does that. she have Hobie podcast host miniatures? You know what? I'm going to talk to her. Maybe we could, you know, commission some for the expo. September 17th through the 19th. Get your tickets at CincinnatiComicExpo.com. Are you Glad sure? Glad you brought that 17th up. 17th through the 19th? It is 17th through the 19th. Uh, and here, uh, don't make me question it now. I was going to show up the the next week. I'll be like, where is everybody? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's not that. Uh, yeah. So this week, uh, Renee Witterstatter, uh, she was artist, writer, and editor, uh, for She-Hawk, Jurassic Park, uh, lots of other great, uh, comic books. Uh, she's going to be there with Tim Sale, uh, at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. He did, uh, Batman, The Long Halloween. Great, great graphic novel. Uh, Tracy Lynn Cruz, who was the Yellow Power Ranger. Ooh. She's there. Uh, John Beatty, we talked about that artist for Batman, Captain America. Um, they actually had me excited. They put it, post something from Independence Day on 4th of July since I come at Expo, and I thought they actually got Bill Pullman. But they may. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? Uh, we don't know that yet. Uh, when Philippe, are, Philippe, when are they going to announce the uh, Rob Schneider... Uh, COVID vaccine denier panel. Oh, that would be a good one. That would yeah. be a good one. Uh, I would not be hosting that one. I yeah, I'm going to be busy that day. Yeah, I, I'll I be honest. He's going to have to cancel because he's not feeling well. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I may just cancel if it was Rob Schneider, <laughs> to be honest with you. I wish Adam Sandler would cancel him. Oh, good old Adam. Uh, Felicia Day's going to be there. Uh, gotta love that. Uh, Chris Sambit, uh, voice actor uh, for a lot of anime. And uh, let's see who else is going to be there. Uh, Matt Lanter, voice actor for Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, anything else? Uh, many things else. Uh, Timothy Zahn, uh, he's going to be there. And Katie Sackhoff is going to be there. Uh, Saturday only. Yes, Saturday only. Uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 17th through 19th. Get your tickets to com. Hobie will be there. And we may be uh, in the panel room. So just let you guys know that. Uh, you may have to look for us this year. But we're going to be there. We have something a little special going on this year. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Get your tickets now. So, what is the consensus of the Pop Rocks 
Stars and Stripes Oreos. Is it better than the coconut ones that we had? It's a tough one. What do you think? Considering I don't like coconut, of course. What about the coffee one last week? I like that, too. Java chip. The Java chip? Which one's better? I'm going to go red, white, and blue. I'm going to have to go red, white, and blue, baby. So I did have another Java chip today. Mm. It wasn't as good as I remembered last time. And I have to admit, the red, white, and blue, I was not looking forward to that. But I have to admit, it's pretty darn good with the Pop Rocks. Um, just to let you know, the new flavors coming out in August. We'll be trying these. Apple Cider Donut Oreos. Oh, I'm all in on that. Those. I could eat a whole bag. We yeah. might just do a test run of a bag. Yeah. Um, and then Salted Caramel Caramel, sorry, Brownie. Hmm. That could be okay. The Salted Cow Warriors, I mean, Salted Caramel. That could be the overpowering one. That's the issue. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. We will be trying those next month. I tried to uh, track down the mystery flavor Pop-Tarts that Nisa yes. sent over to us. Yes. But uh, I couldn't find them. Okay. I'll check my store. I'll check my store. Maybe I'll... the postman ate it. Mr. Postman, give me a... Doug, we just want our Sorry. Pop-Tarts, man. Yeah, we ordered them. Jeez. Where are they, man? Bastard. Um, Let's see here. I watched... Uh, Mar of uh, East Town this week. Mayor of East Mayor. Town. Mayor. Mayor. Sorry. No, Mar. I, I knew I was going to screw It's it on up. here as Mara. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I know. Don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> I blame the fax machine. Uh, Mayor of East Town. Um, has anybody seen that? Yeah. I want it. to see it. Uh, yes. We won't do spoilers because it's a good mystery. Uh, we, My wife and I hardly ever get through a series that quick. We binge watched it in three nights. Like, that was a damn good show. Yeah, I think... Four, it took us four days, I think, to get through it. It was very good. Yeah, we basically told the kids last night, you're going to bed, we're going to finish this, go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. We basically put them in the room like, I don't care if you stay up. Like, just, <laughs> we're going to go watch this. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is good because, I, you know, my uh, the, the old lady, mm-hmm. you know, now that uh, soccer stuff is over, mm-hmm. and we need something to watch. It's good. So um, I've, I've been holding this in reserve. Mm-hmm. You know, so that we got something to do together. So I got the, you know, the female perspective and myself. So. Uh, my wife really liked it. Um, there was a lot of good twists. Um, and uh, the, the ending was good. The Pennsylvania uh, accents are top notch, yes, too. Yes. Like, really? Uh, Kate Winslet knocks it out of the park with her Philly accent, or Pennsylvania accent. Guy yeah. Pierce is in it, which shocked oh, yeah. the hell out of me. I showed uh, he showed up. I'm like, is that guy Pierce? I'm yeah, like, what the hell's he doing Pierce. here? All right. Uh, funny thing, I'm going to be right till I'm proven wrong, but I think I'm right. I haven't looked this up. So one of um, Shannon Doa's friends, or whatever her name is, uh, Kate uh, Winslet's daughter, the guy, the big tall kid with the curly hair. Do you know who that is? He is the redhead freckled guy from uh, Wedding Singer. I think that grabs Drew Barrymore's ass. Really? Yeah. He came on, and I'm like, I know that guy. And then I was like, oh, my God. And my wife's like, what? And I was like, that's him. Oh, man. I'm like, well, he had, like, two scenes in it. <laughs> but, you know, good for him. From the bar mitzvah? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Does he grab somebody's ass at the no, bar No, no, no. Oh. He looks stoned half the time because that's his character, basically. Oh. Uh, and then the funny thing is, Evan Peters, Quicksilver's in it. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, 
who is that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> and my wife's like, I don't know. I was like, he looks so familiar. And I was like, okay, I can't look online because I've avoided spoilers this long. I can't, don't want to take the chance. I don't want to take the chance. And then when it was over last night, we're like, okay. And I went on. I was like, that's who it was. He did awesome. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it great when you get an actor like that who's not in their usual, like, get-up gear, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, stereotypical characters they play in movies? And actually play somebody decent in a good role, like in a TV yeah. series. He didn't have a silver leather jacket on, so sun, I didn't know who he was. Sunglasses and uh, headphones. He, yeah. Correct. He wasn't running fast. He wasn't either. running fast either. <laughs> he wasn't turning bullets around in midair. No. Oh, okay. Um, I did say. I will say. I guessed a little bit of the plot. I had. I did not guess who it was though. Like I was yeah. wrong on that. Like I thought I was right. And I thought going to the last two episodes, I was like. Yeah, I got this. I was like, nah, 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 have this one. Um, it was really well done, though. If It's a good uh, murder mystery. Um, Roy from The Office was great in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That that's, is another that, one. Kate Winslet's ex-husband. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he got old. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was wow. like, because my wife was like, in the first episode, she's like, who? She's like, oh, my God, that's the guy from The Office. I was like. Is that Dwight? No, that's not Dwight. I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, Roy. And I was like, he has an old gray beard. And I was like, man, Roy, what happened? Pam broke up with you and you went downhill. (laughs) Went went to shit after that, man. Uh, Once once Kenny lost the jet skis. Oh. (laughs) He throws it. Took a dive on the jet skis. Uh, uh, Blake, I did. uh, We're up to episode three of Loki. Okay. I will, well, I, we do have some uh, good news of the geek coming up in regards to WandaVision and Loki. Yes. So I'll save my Loki comments there. I'll tease okay. it. Okay. I'll tease it for people that have to wait. And then finally, last thing for me, and then I'll let you guys do. Yeah. Do you um, did paintball this weekend. Oh, um, yeah. My oldest son, he had a birthday party, and the parent, the dads were invited, the moms were invited. And uh, if you wanted to do it, and I did it. And uh, first off, paintball hurts. Yeah. How many welts did you get? Um... I got one in my gut. I got home. I looked up and it was bleeding still. Yeah. Like it was just like I was like, "Oh shit!" You, you can get hurt. Mm-hmm. Paintball. Yeah. Um, I shot two kids in the neck. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Eleven-year-olds. Uh, um, got it. They deserved it. They did. So we had forts, and there was like fifteen of us. There was like five parents, and I think like twelve kids, or maybe seventeen kids, seven, yeah. eighteen total. And there was two forts in the last game, and I was sniping from the window, and they were sniping from the window, yeah. and it was great. It was capture the flag. It was in the middle, and nobody was running for it. And then two adult, two dads went down there because at the end it was the dads versus the yeah. kids, and I was like, "You go ahead, I got you covered." <laughs> but and he grabbed one, but no one else was grabbing flags. Like the kids just say, "So I'm see, I saw one kid in the top corner, and I was like." I think I got him, and I because you can see where it's going. The paintball, right? Yeah, it's good. You can adjust your. Yeah, it's pretty shot easy to it. adjust where you're doing. So I shot it, and I just heard, Ugh. <laughs> and like across from here, like it was a pretty good distance. You could still hit, like I think I got somebody. I don't see the shadow anymore. So afterwards, we're walking back, and I was like, "Did I get someone in the window?" And he's like, "You got me in the neck." Awesome. <laughs> I was like, my bad. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. I so, would definitely so was go it, back. So when you guys did it, was it mm-hmm. only the dads and the kids, like in the matches? Only you mm-hmm. guys? So yeah. okay, because I I did it. I went and uh, did it with a couple uh, guys that I knew with their sons. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's a former Marine, and, and other kids were uh, enlisted. 
and I went to go play. So I had to rent the stuff. Okay. You know, there yep, for we free. did that the, too. The shitty, shitty <laughs> rifles. Yeah. And so we're sitting there, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, I know infantry tactics and suppressing <laughs> fire and all that kind of fun stuff. So I would be okay. <clears throat> yeah, that was a big mistake because the gun was a piece of shit. <laughs> and, and we were playing against, uh, I knew we were in trouble when these uh, two, like, 300-pound dudes walked onto the field with these... <laughs> Uh, yep. Super mecha. Yep. Auto auto machine gun yep. paintballs and helmets and matching gear and insignias and logos. And yes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! And all those guys did was sit up in the, in the fort. Yep. And, and all they did was no, they didn't snipe. You didn't have to snipe. Oh, they got they to get the big containers. They just, everything was like the entire match. I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I even here? You got like a musket, and they got like a semi-automatic. like I got a musket, and they got you know the fifty cal. That's right. They got fifty caliber. You know, and I'm like, this is stupid. I, I can't do anything. We couldn't do anything yeah. because those guys ruined it for everybody. Yeah. So they had five section, like five fields, and basically this guy. It was a working farm, and the one second you go into the the far like the down the driveway, one area. I mean, they had they must have had thousands of acres at this place, and it was a, you go down this field this driveway to the left is the weddings event center, and to the right is the paintball. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it's awesome. interesting. And uh, I've never done it. My kid had never done it. Um, and it was enjoyable. Like, I would go back. And yeah, I, I would say it's enjoyable if you're all on the same level. You're, you have all the same gear. Correct. And it's and uh, you all know each other. You don't have, you know, these jackasses that are professional paintball assholes. <laughs> well, his one on. friend uh, does it a lot. Him and his dad do it yeah. a lot. And uh, they're really nice about it. But his one friend, I show, we show up, and he has, like, camo. Like, full, the kid is 11 full camo. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is this shit? Yeah. And then his dad's like, yeah, I got a T-shirt. And I'm like, why are you wearing a T-shirt? Because we were told long sleeves, you know. Mm. Uh, he's like, I'm pretty confident I'm not going to get it. He didn't get hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only time he, we hit him is it was the kid's birthday, and he, wanted, and he ran 40 yards both ways, and everybody was up on a hill shooting his dad. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it was, it was impressive. It was fun time. I've been wanting to do it for ages and it was definitely, if you go with the right group, like they had a free play. I mean, it was 35 bucks, uh, for me, it was 35 bucks. You got the gun, uh, you got the CO2 tanks, unlimited refills and it was for four hours. Um, and then they always had one kid. (laughs) They had a. You know, the referee, not the referee, the guy that watches over you. He was a teenager. Like, right. <laughs> every, so it was nice that every group had a teen, like, had somebody, a worker that made sure that you were okay. You were following the rules. You had to keep your mask on, and you got the mask. So, um, so I mean, it was yeah, all, I mean, it wasn't losing, badly priced. literally lose an eye if you're not. Correct. Um, and the, <laughs> the one time, the one kid that we were with, he, his mask went up, and there was like all these, you know, hardcore paintballers with the yeah. jerseys. They were watching us. And literally, the kid, the mask went up halfway. Like the kid fell. Yeah. And they're like, mask off, mask off. Put your effing mask on. Put your mask. It's like, and the kid's like, oh my god, oh my god. And he's like, everyone's like, stop shooting. And we're like, we're not doing anything. Like, calm down. Oh, it's it's it's, it's good that they do that it rather is than good. see the mask off and everybody starts shooting them. Correct. Why for the face? Well, I will say, I will say, the one kid. We have a good repertoire. He was talking trash, and he was eliminated because <laughs> you can do elimination yeah. and all that. And he was walking. I wasn't a hundred percent sure he was eliminated. He was on the team, so I shot him three times. And afterwards, like I was gone. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Well, I got you." Yeah. 
<laughs> so it was a good time, though. It was a good time. Yeah, I'd get it. I'd like to try it again, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, people at my amateur level with the same yeah. CO2 and the shots per, per minute that I can get out to. I kept thinking the whole time was like, I got a fucking musket, and the guy on the next field is like, <laughs> like a Gatling yeah, gun. It's, it's no, like a Gatling gun. Oh, welcome to reality, I guess. You know, <laughs> that's how it is in the real world, too. So it was funny that, like, the dad bought three giant boxes of paintball. Yeah. And I think there were 2,500 paintballs in each one, 2,500 to 3,000. Yeah. And they were $120. Okay. So that's where it gets you. It's the paintball itself. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And he, we got through that and he's like, I'm going to go get, go get a couple more just so, cause we have like an hour and a half left. I was like, okay. Yeah. He comes back with three giant cases again. And he's like, well, it's 120 bucks. Whatever I don't use, I'm going to, you know, you, I'm going to use eventually. We went through all those too. And I'm like, geez, old piece, like, so it was $240 just in paintball, like the paintballs themselves. I'm like, that's where it gets you. Like, everything else is yeah. fine. But, yeah, that paintball is, like, 35 bucks for a rental is not bad. And I think, think that's not bad at all. Think about, think about the markup for that paintball. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much do you think? Five cents? Five cents? If that? A ball? Yeah. Yeah, if that. I don't know. It's got to be great. I mean, that's genius, whoever did that. It is. I so. agree. Uh, Brian, anything you want to add before we get into the poll of the week? Or um, we started watching uh, Kevin Can F Himself yes. on AMC. I want to see that. It is not what we expected it to be, but it's good. Is that a comedy or a dramedy? It's like a dramedy. It's okay. like half, like, it's like half sitcom, half drama. Like, like all of her parts are mostly on the dramatic side, and then the parts with her husband are like on the sitcom side. Okay. And uh, it's it, was, it was supposed to be satire, isn't it? A little um, bit, you know, kind of a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we haven't re- like I haven't really like like we're up to last week's episode, but uh, it's it's different, but it's really good, and uh, she's. She's really she like knocks it out of the park. She's so good, Annie Murphy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm interested to see like where it goes and like how they like how they finish it. I've heard nothing but like good things about it and yeah. like promos for it. I'm like, dear God, like even I got to the point where, like I can't watch this. I keep hearing about it. Like I gotta yeah. I gotta wait till yeah. it cools off. And so it's set in like Massachusetts, and she's Canadian, but her Boston like Massachusetts accent. Like spot on. It's wicked. wicked Is it as smart. good as Kate Winslet? Wicked smile. I mean, it's like it's right up there. Like okay, it, it's it's good. Kevin can F himself. What's that on? Uh, AMC. AMC. Okay, I gotta log that. I gotta remember that because you know we enjoyed her in Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, like so. It's nice to see. That's another one. I guess, somebody so. doing well after such a great sitcom because a lot of times when you do something huge like that, huge yeah. like that, it's so hard to find something new. Um, to make paintballs at home. <laughs> you need to make the hollow shell. You will need a mixture of water, corn type oils, flour, and most importantly, gelatin, like the substance used to make gummy bears. Gummy bears. Where do they live? I don't know. Uh, paintballs are made of non-toxic materials, so do not use toxic I mean, there's materials. No, there's, no lead, there's no lead in that <laughs> paint. Right. Well, you're at home. <laughs> you're putting a bricks <laughs> like concrete in there. <laughs> use some marbles. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Um, yeah, so, uh, the average cost is three to five cents per ball. So 15 to $25 for 500 balls is the average price you pay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, yeah. So, can paintball kill you? Well, that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> so, they said... Okay. So, let me get the, the economics here of it. Um, so, there's about a 33% markup. That's actually not that bad. I mean, that's not... I thought it would be a lot more. Yeah. So, overall, yeah, 33%. Hmm. There you go. There's your fun paintball facts. Have you seen anything else, Brian? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, I did finish uh, season seven of uh, Forged and Fire. Okay. Did um, they make a knife? They made a lot of knives. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-seven episodes of season seven. Yeah. God, how long is this episode? Uh, they're like an hour long, forty minutes. God. And then there, oh. and then there was another last year. There was another six episode. Um, beat the judge like it was like a judges challenge. So, like they brought back all winners, and then whoever won, like out of those three, they had to go on and face one of the judges, and uh, like in the making a knife against the judges. So there was another six episodes of that. I feel like this is the soccer reality show. What are we making? Knife. Next episode, what are we making? Knife. What are we making? Knife. Have you ever seen Forge and Fire? No. That's why I'm going to talk trash actually, about it because no, I don't know. It's, it's actually pretty cool. It's really, You learn about a lot of historical weapons. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like they, at the end of each episode, like the two competitors, they have to go back to where they like their home forges, mm-hmm. and the show gives them some sort of a historical weapon, like blade, knife of some sort to, to make. They have to replicate it. Okay. And so you get to see, like, you know, a lot of these guys are, like, you know, they have, like, a garage with a forge, and that's yeah. it. And, you know, like, like real small time, but it, just to see them d- make what they can make with what they have is really cool to me. Do you feel like it would be better than Curse of Oak Island? Ooh. Tough call? Oh, man. I mean, at least Forge and Fire, they're making and finding stuff. It's true. I will watch Forge and Fire if it's on. Okay. Just see what's going what's on. on. But, but I religiously watch... It's on watch, History Channel. Okay. I, re, I religiously watch Oak Island because there's nothing better than finding buried wood. And buttons. And buttons. And bobbles. <laughs> Bobbleheads? Yeah. You know, we got bobbleheads giveaway at the... Right. We have bobbleheads? Well, Funko. Oh, okay. Funko Pops. Funko Pops. But it, but I do like, as you were talking about the forge and fire, you, you also learn about the science and the physics behind the yes. weapon. And so a lot of that stuff is really neat. You know, when they get into it. So, I, yeah, I like them both. You know, and so there'll be, like, weapons that are, like, uh, I figure one of them was, like, a indigenous, like, uh, sword hatchet from the yeah. Philippines. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then, you know, the the, the theory of why they made that weapon, mm-hmm. you know, due to that, you know, that period and age and culture and stuff. It is really cool. Have they made from a From all mace? around the world. Have they made a mace? Not the spray, <laughs> but the actual... <laughs> weapon from medieval times. I like those. Those are fun. I don't think that. I don't think I've seen them made. They're mo- everything's almost blade oriented. Blade, yeah, it's like either some sort of like sword yeah. or like spear of some sort, or usually a slashing or a piercing. Have they made weapon. a lightsaber? No, no. Okay, because those are difficult. Ask Kylo Ren. Those are difficult to make. You gotta get an unbroken crystal. You do, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it shoots out the side. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bloom County fans and Calvin and Hobbes fans may be interested if you're following Burke Breathe on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing a uh, crossover 
and he's had uh, Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs uh, in the cartoon strip for the past week. Really? The past two weeks. And they're on a search to find the uh, grown-up Calvin. Wow. Hmm. So if you're interested, Very yeah, you can go back and follow okay. it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. You know, the good, I like it. The good, you know, cartoonists that can do crossovers. And what I like about Bill, you know, Watterson is he'll let people use Calvin and Hobbes in the right context and stuff. And so, you know, this isn't the first time Burke Breathe has referenced Hobbes, you know, in regards to Bill the Cat or Red Tigers and stuff. And so it is pretty cool to see, you know, like, for example, you'll see, uh, you know, uh, Pearls Before Swan, mm-hmm. you know. You know they'll have crossovers. You know, so Bill Watterson, you know, with Calvin and Hobbes, apparently lets if he likes the cartoonist and is a good idea. You know, they'll they'll do the stealing thing where they'll you know do substitution. Yeah, and in special inserts. Do you feel like Watterson sold out when he gave the rights to Chevy to for the Calvin decal to piss on Ford? I thought it was on Chevy. I think when he gave it to Ford to piss on Chevy. Whatever, whatever. We had an article about that. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Actually, I've seen Calvin pissing on a lot of things. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> uh, let's see but here. There's the, so, yeah, so if, if you want to follow Burke Breathe, you know, I'm, I am kind of interested to see where they go with the adult Calvin because they're trying to help Hobbs locate Calvin. He's the Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a shack. He's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> uh, Twitter poll of the week. You can follow us at Bad Ideas Podcast. Please do. Tell a friend. We apologize. Uh, also, give us reviews. Uh, three to five stars is what we would like. Um, Send us questions of the week, too. Listener yeah. feedback, please. Yeah. If you'd like to give us a one star, I'll start eating into the microphone. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, what franchise has the most toxic fan base? We've talked about this before, but we never had a poll. Hobie? No, no Hobie's pretty good. Hobie is Hobie's good. We appreciate it. Uh, we have Star Trek, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and the uh, Marvel films, MCU. I apologize. It should have been DC. I did not think of that one. Well, these are good for, for franchise. I, although I never associated, you know, toxic fan bases with Star Trek. Kind of runs. It, it kind of runs in the opposite direction of what Star Trek trekkies are it's very intelligent based like you can't do that in this episode because a photon will do that that wasn't proper klingon yeah let's build it to the left and see and um in episode seven uh kirk went to the left and that's where the laboratory is uh, and episode 13, it was on the right. Uh, that's I don't not understand. What, that's not what the sliding doors sound like in space. Uh, in episode 12, the sliding doors were a different sound as opposed to episode 14. I don't understand who's working on that. Uh, actually, actually, when Vulcans uncloak, they're pixelated into uh, full visual mode, not the wavy uh, uh, I disagree not the with waving, you. Not wavy, wavy light uh, S- uh, reveal. Stuart, I disagree with you. Uh, it is more wavy light, not pixeled. Uh, I just want to let you know, in episode 12, season 2, uh, <laughs> titled, Why Am I Watching This? He, when, when Spock came up onto the bridge, he was half dilated. <laughs> so, um, Stuart, I think you're wrong. Now I understand why people give us one-star reviews. 
Uh, actually, when it comes to warp speeds, you can't go past 10 anymore. Uh, that was never achievable uh, in the first place. Uh, Leroy uh, Jenkins. Uh, core Le- reactor. Uh, Leroy Jenkins already uh, said that was not right, Stuart. <laughs> you can now go to 11 on the warp speed. Uh, it was uh, obviously in that article that you did not read in Astronomical Monthly. <laughs> Uh, according according <laughs> according to the blue shirt log of the actual Federation frequency uh, for contacting alien spaceships is actually the one point three two megahertz. This, this would have been a great Skype episode, just just so you guys could see what's happening in the room right now. Why do you sound like Halsey Bear? <laughs> walk a walk a walk a you got to walk speed. <laughs> Actually, when they promoted Lieutenant Stryker, <laughs> oh, everybody man. knows he was supposed to have three dots on his collar. I can't uh, wait to see what Stork has to say yeah. about this. <laughs> um, Wesley is not the worst. Uh, that would be the Scottish Perry Mason, that Scottish guy. What's his name? Uh, Lou? Yeah, Lou's the worst. <laughs> Just saying. So, yeah, when I think of toxic fan base, I do not think of Star Trek at all. Except if it's us in it. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's Jason. And then you rub off on me. Uh, oh, oh. You know, then, then, I, then I have to roleplay. Oh, uh, and episode seven, uh, Picard did rub off on. Uh, Season five, episode seven, at the fifth minute, Picard actually had to shave the one hair on the back of his neck because the Borg put it there. And they were actually micro-machines where they first tried to infiltrate and infect Captain Picard. Uh, Just to let you know, the Borg was actually based on a Rubik's Cube (laughs) where each side represented a Federation officer's shirt color. You know, uh, the, the one guy named Q, the bad guy, his original name was supposed to be P. The prior uh, artificial intelligence series was actually P. (laughs) It was replaced by Q, who had an actually golder tint of skin as compared to the previous. uh, (laughs) Waka, waka, waka. (laughs) Brian, how you doing over there? You know, I tried wearing a banana clip to see if it would give me special (laughs) eyesight. But it didn't work. I now realize why I've never seen an episode of this show. <laughs> Hobie or Star Trek? Of Star Trek. Just okay. now, I just now realize why I've never seen an episode. Because of the banana clip? Yes. There's <laughs> always the money in the banana, banana clip. <laughs> There's always Federation chips. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> make a long story short, uh, Star Wars has the worst toxic fan base at 62%. Uh, that's shocking. Star Wars fans are really, really even keeled. Um, you can't yeah. have Rey not be a force, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Star Wars was 62%, then MCU, then Star Trek and Game of Thrones. Technically, we should have added DC and uh, wrestling. Wrestling's pretty toxic. Yeah. Actually, what the, this should have been, what franchise has the most disappointed fans? And that would be Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, there is some more stories. Uh, I didn't put them on, but we'll talk about them. That What's the guy, Peter Jackson or L.L. Jackson? What's his name? <laughs> what, 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 who's the guy that wrote Game of Thrones? George R.R. R. Martin. Whatever. R.R. R. Martin. Uh, 
he uh, he basically said, F you. He doesn't know if he's going to finish the books or not. The whole saga. He doesn't even know. <laughs> it was a recent episode. Because I guess he's got a new TV series coming out. And some jerk online yeah. was like, uh, when are you going to finish the books? And he's basically like, F you. <laughs> like, eh, who knows? And he brought it on himself. No, he did. I mean, serious. I mean, it, but if you actually go back and read some of his interviews, he actually wants to be a sci-fi writer for TV series. And, mm-hmm. and they finally gave it to him with that eight series on HBO or whatever. It only lasted one season. So he obviously sucked at that because you can get eight seasons out of his fantasy world where he could probably make the most money, but he doesn't want to do it. Maybe HBO was like, we should probably just cut this off after one season because he's not going to be able to finish this. <laughs> and then and then what's funny is that he came out, I saw another interview, he came out and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to have the ending different. No shit. <laughs> the end of the television series. The last 30 pages of the book is just black, just like yeah. the movie, the TV you know, show. You can't see anything. It's just the writing is covered over. Just, just, it just says brand. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, but the other, the other thing that irritates me, you know, if we're talking about things that irritate me, is because I know you, but you know, Brian wants to know. No, but the, all right, man. You know what? I just give up on the Game of Thrones. It was, I gave up on Game of Thrones and the writing. When it, when it first came out, it, it was good books, and you're like, yeah, give it to me next. But you know, when he went and went on the Dorn, you know, started bringing in a whole other family, a whole new set of, I'm like, you just ended the last book with the death of one of your major characters that everybody loves. Spoiler! And, spoiler alert! <laughs> and your next thing is to do is I'm going to follow up the book where I'm going to just bring in a whole new cast of characters and we're going to leave that storyline dead until I get back to it 25 years later. I like how this t- this poll brought out the toxic fandom <laughs> in all of us. <laughs> well, let me change that. Not Game all of us can be toxic. <laughs> I, I haven't toxic I haven't been able to fandom. say anything. <laughs> About anything, which is fine because I don't have anything bad to say. Would you like to talk bad about MCU? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I don't. There's no. Uh, okay. See, see. Well, then don't go see Black Widow. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, but seriously, I, I've given up. I don't care anymore about Game of Thrones, the written series, mm-hmm. the novel series, even though it was really good in depth and detail. I loved it. Now I don't care anymore because I'm just pissed off. About it, so I guess you can call me toxic in that. <laughs> kind of like The Walking Dead. I don't give a shit anymore. I would put that. In I there quit. Is it, I equate Game of Thrones and Walking Dead to things that could have been really good, and then just I don't care anymore. Walking Dead went on too long. Is the issue? Yeah. Um, ten seasons is rough when you could have done it probably in six seasons because they had so many filler episodes. Now I will say they weren't doing origins, but they were doing like side stories this year, yeah. like six of them. I saw three of them. They're actually really good. Um, I wish I cared because I'd watch them, but yeah. I don't care anymore. Like I, I did. Like I, I found like the last season and a half. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, all right, like what are we doing here? Yeah. But then like once they finished up season ten, I was like, okay, like th- th- they're starting to get back to some of the earlier stuff. And I, I think it's because they have a direction that they're ending. They, the they know that they're ending it now. So like, yeah, but, and I keep hearing fear of the walking dead is actually better. And they said the last two seasons have been fantastic. I just can't get back into it. I watched three up seasons. I can't do any more of that. I don't even strong, think. strong. You don't like strong. the man speaks like this. Strong. I love that guy. Man. Strong. He's got a great voice. I just like how they all talk in this. You got fucking 100 zombies coming. Yeah, let's talk. Now, why are you feeling that way? I don't know. Build a moat. Build a moat. You have heavy equipment and machinery right there. 
All of it takes the same keys, so you can't blame it on not having the keys. Yeah, that, that's why I like Black Summer. The zombies were something to be feared, because they were feral and fast. My nightmare zombies. That's how you like your women. Just yes. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> Stop gonna... it. No, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'll... I'm not cutting it. I'm doing the editing this week. I'm not cutting it. <laughs> Blake, let's do some listener feedback. What do you got there, Chief? Oh, listener feedback. You got some bomb listener feedback sponsored uh, this week by uh, Cuba Libre. Fresh, refreshing alcoholic drink. Oh, I thought you meant the Chupa Libre from uh, Mexico, the animal. <laughs> chupacabra? That's yeah, a Chupacabra. <laughs> Close. Cuba Libre, which is a little bit of a dark, you know, rum, Cuban rum, in American Coca-Cola with some brown sugar. Oh. Okay. Can you do listener feedback? Yeah, and now? a shout out. In <laughs> a shout out to all the brave people in Cuba who finally had enough. Anyways, speaking of people uh, who who live in the south of Florida who's ha- who's had enough with their government. Oh wait, that's wait. Is that the right one? No. Yeah. No I'm kidding. You live in Florida. I'm sorry. I'm joking. Damn it. Speaking of. Stop making around the states. Jason. Florida. Yes. Yes. Vacation. Mm-hmm. Are you, Postman. Are you asking me? Disney. Mm-hmm. Number one fan. That's can't who we start seven, out with. Can't give yourself a nickname. Formerly known as Seven. Big a- D. A Pans. Oh, A Pans. Dad. There you go. Big D. Mm. Going to the D. Yeah. In Florida. Uh, yeah, okay, that was a stretch. <laughs> Orlando. Just go. <laughs> From D. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read this. <laughs> I will. I think the I'm uh, Megan segments get better with each episode. Please have a whole podcast of Jason as I'm Megan. I'll do you one better. We're going to Broadway, baby. Uh, Jim and I, we signed a deal uh, at the Cincinnati Comic Expo to do a, a two and a half hour play on one of the panels, I think. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so look for us at the Comic Expo. Uh, I'll be the rest it. of us will be busy that it's, time. It's free admission, but they yeah. lock the doors. You have to pay to get out. Uh, my <laughs> wife has told <laughs> my wife has told me that that was the worst impression. Uh, she 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 never heard it until uh, this Shit. past weekend. And Jeff was like, "You've never heard I'm Megan." And I started oh, doing. She's like, "What is that?" <laughs> I was like, "It's Megan Markle." Uh, I'm Megan. And I would do more, but I don't have my Harry here today. Harry. You, know the, you know the good thing about the yes. Euro 2020 championships? Uh-huh. The only good thing for England, there's no Meghan Markle there. Do you know I was on <laughs> Deal or New no Deal as a model? I was. I'm Megan. What else we got, Blake? Oh, okay. can I continue reading now? <sighs> God just says yes. <laughs> Next one from Sir Reggie. <laughs> Scumbottom at dirtbag nine eight six four two four three zero colon colon (laughs) Blake. I appreciate your commitment to my Twitter handle. From now on, I give you permission not to say my whole Twitter handle with all the numbers. (laughs) You're welcome. Who's that from? (laughs) Sir Reggie Scumbottom at dirtbag. Nine, eight, <laughs> six, four, two, four, three, zero. Thanks, Reggie. Colon. 
<laughs> if I have problems with Twitter handles, just talk to the <laughs> Pop Culture Cafe. That's right. <laughs> because I have to read what's put on here because you screwed up the Pop Culture Cafe Twitter handle for how many years, Jason? I did. I did. And I read it wrong for how many years? I sent it over to intern Brian, and he put it in the way I said it, and that's never a good thing. Don't take dictation from me. Or, Don't never take, mind. No, no, never, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pop Culture Cafe. Probably not good to do that either. <laughs> He can tweet the Pop Culture Cafe That's right. for advice. <laughs> Pop Culture Cafe. Uh, from uh, Robin at Robin's 35099. <laughs> Colon. <laughs> Robin, can you tell him not to use that next time? <laughs> <laughs> if you could replace an actor or actress in the original Star Wars trilogy, who would you replace them with and why? Uh, I would probably replace Mark Hamill. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Who would I replace Luke with? Maybe Michael J. Fox? I think so. <sighs> Might be a little young in 77. <laughs> All actors and actresses? Yeah. Burt Reynolds. I got, well, I got an idea. Why don't we uh, uh, parlay this into next week mm-hmm. where we do the... Uh, um, What's the bit we haven't Recast. done in a while? Yeah. Redraft. Okay. Redraft. Let's okay. redraft Star Wars. Have we done that before? Recast Star Wars. Okay. We're doing it. Sponsored by Robin at Robin's 35099 colon. <laughs> Good job. We'll do that next week. I think so do, I, do I have to watch Star Wars no. to do this? No, it makes it better <laughs> if you don't. Okay, good. No. Just use wrestlers. Yes. I can do that. <laughs> uh, next one's uh, from Brian Owl. Brian Owl. Colon. What slash who are the best USPS, that's a United States Postal Service? Yes. Shows slash characters on TV. And then he goes to tell us the sign. Seal. Oh, the, <laughs> I thought this, I was like, man, there's a lot of. Postal TV things. <laughs> no, I thought it was the signed, sealed, delivered movies. I thought it was like there was the signed, then the, the sealed. I thought they were sealed, separate. Delivered. I'm yours. Movies and shows. Uh, oh, Newman. 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 Cliff Clavin. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what he said. Mm. And uh, George Wilson. Which one, which one that one? Dennis the Menace. Oh, Dennis the Menace. I don't know. I'm just saying it is. <laughs> Mr. Wilson was a postal? Yeah, He's a retired good. postal clerk? Sounds good. Retired postman? Sure. All right. Sure. It makes sense. As I understand why he was so grumpy all the time now. <laughs> hey, the fucking brat kid. He was bitter. Door. He was so bitter. Hey, he been getting bit by dogs all day, and he's got to come home to that brat kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was retired. I never seen him working. He was always sitting on a chair. That's true. Sofa. He's always sitting in like an Archie Bunker chair. Are you guys looking up George Wilson? Uh, no. Look oh. up fictional uh, mayor carriers. Go ahead. Oh, our, well, all right. So, anyways, Brian, our let me let me read this in whole so I don't confuse mm-hmm. our listeners. So, what? Who are the best USPS show characters on TV? The sign sealed and delivered movies and shows. Newman, Cliff Clavin, and George Wilson are just some of my favorite. Just give you some options. Uh, Agent K from Men in Black Two because he did become a postman. Uh, let's see. Okay. Manic Mailman from The Simpsons. Uh, Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace is actually Are you a serious. Yes. So he was serious by saying George Wilson. Yeah. 
The son of a gun. Uh, the I was a lucky guess. Uh, the postman from the postman. The postman. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Herman Post from Garfield. Mm. Uh, uh, I had uh, Reba the mail lady from Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. What about the postman from uh, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood? Ah, I was going to go with Willie Lumpkin. The only good thing about the Fantastic Four comic book series, the mailman. He would deliver a package. That would be it. That would be the only good part of the fucking Fantastic Four. Uh, we could also <clears> say <throat> Doug Heffernan from no. King of Queens. He's a traitor. He's not USPS. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Amazon. He's an IPS driver. Is, is, is Kevin Kniff himself? Is he a mail carrier? He is not. Oh. He's a douchebag. <laughs> Kevin James? Yes, he is. Um, Wrong Kevin. Oh. Uh, Cliff Clavin's probably my favorite. Well, you know, Norm, the Morps, <laughs> the Moops. The Moops. No, that's Seinfeld. That is Seinfeld. I like Newman and Cliff Clavin. Yeah, Newman's good. Just because Newman's, <laughs> it just keeps coming and coming. The mail never stops. <laughs> the mail never stops. Yeah. What else do we got? <sighs> you know what that sound means. It's from Big Dev, the Psy Guy. Mm-hmm. Although he's not correcting us this week. No. So that means we must be factually correct for a for, change. For a change. He says, uh, if you work in a hospital, can you call in sick? Uh, Brian, Oof. you are rela- You married someone that works in a hospital. Can you call in sick? Yes, you can. Is it welcomed? Do they want you to uh, if you are sick? Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, obviously, you can work through like a cold or mm-hmm. whatever, but if you're truly ill they Mm -hmm. don't want you coming in okay if you have covid don't come in correct okay gotcha yes just go to cpac Um, i think we should be experiencing a paradigm shift where people used to go into work sick all the time now probably going to stay home more often because it should be more socially acceptable if you're sick don't come in we used to well we used fresh off the pandemic we used to do this stuff of uh hey my kid's sick can i just work from home yeah that's fine whatever you know Although this working from home thing really fucked up your sick time because now you can say I'm I'm sick I can't come in today and they say oh but you're still going to send that report the TPS cover report at two o'clock right uh, <laughs> you're I like God damn it no I'm not I gotta go to sleep um oh yeah. you Bill Cosby go to sleep I gotta go to sleep I did put the right now in the pudding pot in the pudding pot go to sleep <laughs> bitch <laughs> nurse <laughs> I'm a doctor uh, constable I am. Um, but anyway, yes. speaking of pudding pops, yeah, uh, yeah, that really ruined work from home. Now I think because yeah. now you're going to be sick, and they're still going to be expected to go through your email and crap. Ah, uh, can you log on for just twenty minutes? We have a Zoom meeting about what? Uh, logging on to Zoom meetings. Okay, sounds good. That's great. <laughs> you, you put the wrong cover on the TPS report. <laughs> on the T, hold on the TPS PDF. Uh, we're going from Skype to <laughs> Zoom. We need to have a conversation about that. Well, the good thing about MS Teams, it's on your phone, so uh, you can call in at the 1030. Uh, when Captain Kirk had MS Teams in episode, Season 3, Episode 12, uh, the Ragnarok uh, agenda, uh, I didn't think it was a very updated MS uh, Windows. Uh, yeah, they, they screwed up. You know, when you say your phase is to stun, you don't push in the button once. You push it actually in twice. Well, th- I don't know, error. Stuart, because in episode seven of season two, he actually hit it once. Uh, Spock did. And so did the Scottish guy, Louis. Uh, they only hit it once. So I don't know. I think you're wrong. You're a toxic man. <laughs> okay, what else we got? 
I'm just waiting for the uh, Star Trek technology where you go in sick and he just waves an iPhone over you. Okay, you're good. Woo. That's great. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> it's called stem cell. We just want a uh, law. <laughs> Why are we not funding this? <laughs> oh, my God. One great of the best see. family guys ever. Yep. <laughs> What else we got? Let's finish this uh, up. Wrap it up with Professor Number One at Doctor Number One. It says, uh, former WWE talent Harvey Whippleman was sworn in as alderman in Mississippi. Does this make Mississippi worse than Alabama? I have no idea who Harvey Whippleman is. I don't want to. Uh, he was a manager of WWE. Um, he had a great character. He had great wrestlers that he managed, uh, like Mantar. Uh, Mantor. Mantor. Half man, half minotaur? Yep. And he came down with a giant horse head. Uh, let's see. Or bull head, I guess it would yeah. be. Bull head, sorry. <laughs> uh, that would be a centaur. It would be the other one. Um, I'm going to say because... No, Min- minotaur is with the wolf head. Body of a man, head of a... Mantar bull. was his name. M-A-N-T-A-R. Mantor. Okay. Yeah. Um, centaur is the upper body of a man. Can I just get through this? <laughs> with the lower half of a horse. Well, I don't want to alienate any other state. Now, Motor. <laughs> Motor? Yeah, is a man mm-hmm. with the lower part of a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, those are creepy <laughs> ads. Yeah, the Geico. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm going to say I don't want to alienate any other state since Alabama hates us. So, no, Mississippi, you keep doing what you're doing. 49th in vaccines. <clears throat> I say it makes them equal to Alabama. Ah. Not worse, not better. They're just equal. Mississippi, when you get technology, make sure you email that uh, <laughs> to Brian at Graphic Novels, or you can send a mail a letter for, through the postal yeah. service. Uh, I may get here next year. Um, make sure you put a stamp on it and uh, mail to Brian at Graphic Novice. Address is 321 Graphic Novice in Saskatchewan, British Columbia. So there you go. But what was Whippleman's uh, platform? I'd have to, you know withhold judgment until I knew what his platform was other than physically enhancing humans with animal parts. Ironically, he was against uh, man and mantars marrying. It was really odd. Really odd. He's, he didn't like it. Uh, I see. Uh, let's do some news <laughs> of the geek. Okay, news of the geek this week. Uh, per Inverse, when you need news, go to inverse.com. <laughs> they keep it straight up. That's right. Tell me we're going to love me forever. <laughs> Anyways, per WandaVision. Oh, sorry, during WandaVision. <laughs> per WandaVision. The MCU fandom was unlike anything seen before. Hey, wait a minute. Talk about fandoms. Disney Plus, Toxic fandom. Uh, Disney Plus series threw fans for a loop playing with the entire concept of TV while dropping fan theory breadcrumbs left and right. It was the golden age of theories, <laughs> basically. Oh, yeah. Agnes is, maybe Agnes is Agatha Harkness, she was, to the entire show is a dream. Uh, it was only fueled by huge reveals, including Evan Peters as Petro. Petro. Pietro. Uh, Pietro, whatever. Uh, basically... They are saying this has now painted Loki into a corner because throughout WandaVision, they call they kept thinking that Mephisto, Mephisto, uh, which is the devil, uh, would be the main villain uh, in West Westview. Uh, when Tommy and Billy Maximoff appeared in the show, it felt like only a matter of time before he would appear, but he never did, and it ticked off all the fanboys. Uh, let's see here. 
So, uh, let's see here. Uh, after WandaVision, Mephisto became sort of a catch-all for wild MCU speculation. Who's Jimmy Woo's missing witness? Maybe it's Mephisto. <laughs> who's the power broker? Who's, the, who's behind the Tom Variance Authority in Loki? Which is a really good show. Yeah. Three episodes in, really good. Uh, it, oh, this past week there was a huge Loki melee you can look forward to. It was pretty funny. Okay. But it only lasts, it's real quick, and they segue out of the, the melee. Okay. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Then came Falcon and Winter Soldier. Everybody was more, uh, theories came out about the power broker. They were a little bit more cautious. Uh, when the finale revealed Sharon, spoilers, yeah, was the fact the power broker was, once again, people saying disappointing. Not because it was unexpected, because it wasn't a very good twist. You know what? I had no problem with Sharon Carter being the power broker. I, well, I have a lot of comments on this story, but I will interject right now this Shannon Carter reveal as the power broker. It was kind of anticlimactic yeah. because it almost everything pointed it to it, to her being mm-hmm. the power broker. But I think the reason people were upset about it, 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 there really is no background establishment of what would turn her into a power broker I got super villain because, you know, you know, she was being charged by the government and upheld mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, but I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It didn't come off as a strong enough reason for her to turn coat. Because she's a scrawl. It's a shapeshifter. It's, or, it's not the real Sharon Carter. All right, there you go. Which is going to be shitty because then that's going to make up a whole new issue. But don't go, let me go down Don't go route. there. Uh, let's see. Don't that, upset the MCU fans. That leaves us with Loki. Uh, episodes four saw the timekeepers revealed to be more, mere figureheads. Oh, great! Captain oh, Captain. you didn't. See I that. haven't seen that. <laughs> I figured that though. Obscuring. Well, who all I'm, right, I'll, I'll save how the reveal goes. Okay. but it's good. It's a good scene. I liked it. Uh, whoever is really in charge of the TVA? Surprising, um, surprisingly, almost no one. Uh, it's also saw the pruning of Loki and Agent Mobius, uh, which was a giant shock to all involved. Uh, heading into the Loki fin- finale, there's so one there's big a, question. there's only six Loki episodes? Uh-huh. Oh, man, I was thought we were on an eight-episode track. Yeah, six. Okay. Uh, WandaVision asks, who's behind Westview? Falcon and Winter Soldier question, who's the power broker? Now Loki is asking, who's behind the TVA? Uh, Marvel could finally de- deliver a Mephisto-level twist and reveal that Kang the Can- Conqueror was pulling the strings all along. He's going to be in the new Ant-Man film, and he's a time traveler. Uh, this would feel likely. This would likely feel abrupt and fail to provide Loki with its closure. Uh, alternatively, Loki could resolve uh, by revealing that the villain was someone we've suspected mm. all along. Judge Renslayer, Miss Minutes. God, I hope it's Miss Minutes. The clock, the computer, the AI. Yeah, I yeah, that, Yep. You know, it was pretty funny when uh, they were stalling for time and Miss Minutes is spinning the files like I'm looking for it. <laughs> I, I just liked, uh, I'm on episode three, or past episode three, yeah. and he's just she's just at the desk quizzing Loki <laughs> about yeah. what's going on. Well, um, yeah, Miss Minutes is involved in a delay, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny, you know, she's like, oh, here, let me spin the file, pull it out, here, here it is, and then yeah. she's like, what's taking so long? And she's like spinning the thing, spinning the files, like, I'm looking for it! It's such a great show. It really yeah, is. That's pretty good. Uh, evil Loki, or an evil Loki variant. Uh, but they also might feel too predictable. Uh, it's, uh, especially after a surge of Kang focused fan theories. Oh my God. Go online. Everybody's saying it's Kang. They said yeah. the same thing about WandaVision though with Mephisto. It's a yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But if WandaVision taught MCU fans anything, it's that expectations should be realistic and should always theorize, theorize, theorize responsibly. Hopefully yeah. we learn a lesson. So kids, 
don't go all nuts on your theories because most of the time it's not true. And what happens is it gets the fan base pissed off because their fan, their theories are not correct. So, well, the, well here's 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 a, to sum it up with the major headline about this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to blow the next big uh, Thanos bad guy Correct. in these TV shows? No. Why would they do no. that? Because it, it ruins the box office surprise. You know, so I I'm, I'm wouldn't be surprised if one of these things actually come out in the box office with Doctor Strange's, what's his multiverse. title? Multiverse. You know, in the, mm-hmm. the madness of the multiverse, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So I don't know why people get upset without the big baddie for the next... Avengers series come out like this because you wouldn't do it in a TV series. All you're doing is you're setting up the dominoes here yeah. for, for people to fall. And, and why don't people just accept the fact that you have good writers for these shows. Mm-hmm. They take aspects that are associated with the characters from several comic variations and they drop these little, you know, wonderful, yep. you know, eggs, you know, um, Easter eggs, Easter eggs yep. into them for you to enjoy and say, "Oh man, that's cool." Or the reason they're like, "Oh, it's got to be Kang now," because you know the Avengers Tower in one of the scenes actually has Kang written on it instead of Stark Enterprises. Hmm. And so, why can't you just enjoy, you know, the, the you know the fact that you got writers that know the lore and pay homage to the lore and just go with it and have a lot of fun with it because they have a keyboard. And they're going to be heard. <laughs> and then there is a Twitterverse. Yes. That, that is many, which is a great machine for outrage. I always like yeah. when you do news stories, like the major news companies. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Yes. News. And they go, fan, fans are, out, or fa- people are outraged over outraged. this, what this celebrity did. And then you go online, it's like 1,000 people talking about it on Twitter. Yeah. That's not outrage. That's 1,000 yeah. people on it's Twitter. A, it's a headline with like eight embedded tweets in it. Yes. From like, people are outraged of what? Uh, Lamar Jackson did this weekend. You, you go in and you get the news story. It's like, oh, he played touch football and was at somebody's uh, children's benefit camp. Yeah. And, and his, you're just like, people, I'm so tired of the outrage stories. Yeah, but it, you know, it, he was kind of being an asshole. He was like Peyton Man in the Saturday Night Live skits. Where he, <laughs> he just kept throwing the ball at the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Does it, does it make sense? Just enjoy yeah. it. I, you love WandaVision. And how they used her background as a child, loving American television, to tell her story through different phases of American television. And then people get pissed off because there was no Mephisto reveal. Who cares? Just enjoy it. It was a great product and, and Mephisto, story. Mephisto's annoying in the fucking books. It's like, oh, we, we wrote ourselves into a corner. We're George Lucas. Oh, Mephisto. It's like, what the hell is that? I don't need a devil in this one. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I... My whole thing is like these are these are supposed to be enjoyable, you know. It's supposed to be for enjoyment. Thank you for the microphone closer. You can move the microphone back a little bit, Brian. <laughs> uh, They're supposed to be enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Sorry. Um, that's the whole the whole point of this. Like, yeah. I, like you know, like I, me being the huge Fast and Furious fan that I am. You know, with the movies being out of place, like, you know, there's a whole lot of theorizing that can go into that. But I just like to watch the movies as they come out and then put it all together and not worry about that because I'm I enjoy the movies. And like I, I going on the Internet to search for clues or like hidden Easter eggs and like to me, 
just this is just me. Like it doesn't make any sense. I like looking for the Easter eggs and seeing what they are. But in the movies does, or yeah, yeah, like I'm not it, gonna. It doesn't change anything. Right. Like I nothing I nothing I have to say or tweet about or anything about anything that I like mm-hmm. will ever matter. That's why I just try to enjoy it. Yeah. And take and it for what it is. WandaVision and Loki is so twisty. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. Like, just yeah. enjoy it because whatever your theory is, it, it's gone. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't, it doesn't have to make sense because it's it's so twisty and magical and everything. And especially because lo- there's so much content mm-hmm. out there. Like, just, fu- if you don't enjoy it, then... Find something else. Yeah, yeah. So, so much there, content. It's like how many Loki stories are out there with Loki variants, you know, yep. alligator Loki, kid Loki, butterfly Loki. Frog know. Loki. You're talking about like how many decades of material right. for, them, for them to pull from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's just a fucking show. Like, just yeah. watch it. It's it's entertainment. Tom Hiddleston's awesome. Just, right. let him, just enjoy yeah. him. He's yeah. an a- executive producer on that show, too. Yeah. Yeah, I find uh, that interesting. I think... The Olsen one was, she was uh, executive producer on WandaVision. She was too? I think so. Oh, wow. I'll double check. I thought she was. Um, but anyways. But, but, I, but yeah, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, same yeah. thing. I thought it was a pretty good storyline. It, yeah, it was just like everyone getting all bent out of shape about Captain America from being, you know, to the different Captain America. Yeah. How, oh, we don't like that guy. He sucks. Like That was his job. It was to make you not like the exactly. new Captain America. He was America. not supposed to be liked. Exactly. Yeah. But, Blake, I want the answer now. He was cast yeah. perfectly for what he was supposed to do. I liked how he... He did a good job at yeah, it. Yeah, he did. You won't punch him. He's yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to make a great U.S. agent. U.S. agent's an asshole. You want that. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a quickies here per in style magazine. Cause that's where you get all the news <laughs> while chatting to in style about her future plans. Megan Fox said that she quote, should probably start manifesting when it comes to parts. She really wants to land quote. I won't lie. I do want to find a Marvel or DC character that I've always wanted to play and do one of those. Oh, great. Don't let Steven Dorff hear this. <laughs> Hold on. Turn Hold turn on a second. Okay. She wants to find a Marvel or DC character. She doesn't know. <laughs> Part. Thank you. No, no, she knows. Really? Well, which one? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> one of them. Uh, because if you're a fan, you know exactly who you want to play. I mean, come on. People hate on you as an actor for that because it doesn't get you the big awards. I don't give a fuck. Give me an MTV awards. I don't need a fucking BAFTA. Okay, first off, you're never winning a BAFTA. Hold you're on never a second. Did the U.S. withdraw from the BAFTA agreement? <laughs> yes, yes. They did. They did. <laughs> It did, Blake. Uh, and then it's not exactly surprising that Fox, uh, or anyone else for that matter, would want to be a part of a, such a major money-making franchise. But it remains to be seen if it's in the cards. Yeah, we do this like every six weeks. Some asshole comes out like, I want to be in a Marvel film. Good for you. Like, Or there's an asshole who's mad at somebody else taking a $20 million payday to be in a Marvel movie. Correct. Correct. You know, I, I want to play a character with a machine gun for a leg. Oh, Wait a minute, oh. Arquette? <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, Megan Fox, first off, you're a horrible actress. You know, you were fine as April in the Turtle movies, but, like, of course you want to be in DC or Marvel. Why? Because you, you have a nine co- a contract or nine-picture contract. Ah, on like, contraire, mon frere. What's that? Uh, Kevin Feige came out mm-hmm. and said they're no longer going to be doing those long contract deals. That's fine. Deals. 
Uh, I think, but you're still guaranteed a big bankroll if you yeah. do one of these. And let's sure. be real, you're going to be coming back. You're coming yeah. back. Yeah, Some, I mean somehow because they said that uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, has basically become the new Tony Stark of the new Marvel universe. Like he's going to be in the different films. Well, of course. Why wouldn't you? Like who the fuck care? Like yeah. you're playing a superhero, and if you grew up liking that stuff, well, of course. Who cares? And if not, it's still a paying gig. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, who's that? Douchebag Russell from uh, Gilligan's Island, the professor. Uh, he was always bitching about being the professor like it shoehorned him into, you yeah. know, oh, it, it typecast me. I couldn't get anything else. Fuck you. You at least got something, right? <laughs> you got a lot of money, man. Well, I don't know if he did for Gilligan's Island. Well, that's Island. true. That was pre-sitcom. That was, you know, pre-good actor contracts uh, for I can guarantee you that he got acting gigs because of that role. Syndication. Yeah. yeah. I, he at least made it onto the love boat, right? Oh, I'm sure he or did. Or Fantasy Island? <laughs> to play. You see they're redoing it. <laughs> oh, God. Again? Yeah, yeah it starts in August, oh, the no. TV series. Oh, It's no. not the movie. Uh, <sighs> I'm not sure about that. So uh, maybe she could be in the new Punisher. Who, Megan Fox? Yeah. Hey, Megan, we got you a character. You die in the first two minutes. <laughs> it's your character. Uh... Big news. I don't want to spoil it for Brian, but he's going to try being a Marvel film, too. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I don't know what I want to be at. Who's your favorite character? Just one of them? Yeah, just one. Just okay. one of them. Gotcha. Yep. Blake wants to be in the DC universe. Um, I thought it was Star Trek. Star Trek. Sorry, Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. You, yeah, I'm uh, on an automatic phaser for a leg. Uh, uh, you have to press it once or twice. <laughs> I don't know because they didn't do it right, the writers. Damn them. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's your news of the geek. And, uh, let's get some box office news here. I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We are the Cinema Guys. We do a movie podcast. We're just three friends who love to talk about movies. And probably the best podcast you've ever heard about movies ever. Or is it the best podcast you ever heard or the best podcast you've never heard yet? Ooh. But what if they have heard and they forgot that they heard and they have heard it before? Then they should listen again. Yes. Oh, dear God. Um, Ashley, real quick. Top favorite episode you've ever had of the cinema, guys. Go. Aquaman. We make fun of Brad the whole time. Oh, Aquaman was a good one. Every other week we have a full episode where we give our top lists. How about usually a new movie? Usually, usually a new no, no. movie. And then, you know, we always give at-home recommendations at the very end. Yeah. But my favorite is our fun little banter. I between. think the lists are the best thing that we do. Yeah. Our lists are fun. Because I love to make lists about movies. Just head over to wearethecinemaguys.com and you can subscribe, contact, listen to the show, all of that. As I always like to say, maybe sometime we will see you at the movies. It's time for Box Office Bombs. It's time for our favorite segment, Dad Jokes. Yay. Yeah, I got a couple this week. I had the box office mo- thing, but okay, that's fine. Let me get you the dad jokes. Dad jokes, dad jokes. Who's got dad jokes? Brian. Hey, Jason. Yeah. Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Because it makes it feel like somebody else is brushing your teeth? <laughs> it's called the stranger. No, because a toothbrush works better. Get out. <laughs> All right, I got another one. Took me a second. <laughs> Top that one. Okay. Uh, you know, I like jokes about air conditioners. Yeah. But jokes about heaters, not cool. 
yours, Jeff. All right, I got one more. Oh, goody. Goody. Uh, you know, it's a shame that nothing is built in the USA anymore. Uh-huh. I just bought a new TV, and it's a built-in antenna. I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> All right, box office news and report. <laughs> July, <Bombs>. yeah, <laughs> July 9th through July 11th. Huh. Uh, number one this week, we had Black Widow made $80 million in its opening weekend on a budget of $200 million. The film made an additional $60 million on Disney Plus Premium Service. Blake, did you see this? I almost wanted to watch it on Disney Premium mm-hmm. until I realized I had to pay additional money. Yeah. And I said, well, why would I do that? I would rather go into the movie theater and watch it. My oldest son and I went to see it. First time we've been in a movie theater since December 2019. We looked. Whew. Saw Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. And the film that was better, Jumanji, the new Jumanji was actually better than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, the cast was phenomenal. Um, it was okay. Like it was a middle of the road film. Uh, I liked the throwbacks backs between Black Widow and her sister. Like those things were really cool. Black Widow is in Jumanji? Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you talking about Black Widow or Jumanji? Black Widow. Black yes. Widow. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, both. Not Rise of Skywalker, no, not that piece of shit. So Jumani had a big Black Widow spider. Yes, and it came in with her sister and killed the rock. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. Arachnid. Killed the arachnid. Uh, but Black Widow overall, the movie, uh, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't anything fantastic. Like, it, it, I would watch it because it's Marvel. Was, uh, was uh, Stephen Dorff accurate in his uh, criti- criti- criticism? No. No? I mean, fuck him. Uh, it was fun to watch, but it wasn't like anything out of this world, but that's fine. Like I love Ant-Man or I like Ant-Man. It wasn't anything great, but it was, it was still middle of the road. Enjoyable. Just like we said in, yeah, yeah, I mean, and it was still better than anything DC put out. And there was a lot of emotional baggage with his, her sister and her and her family. Like that was really well done. But like overall it was like, eh, okay, fine. You know? Uh, it wasn't as dark as I wanted it. I think maybe that was it. Like, from the comic books, it was really dark with her being trained in the Red Room in Soviet Union. And I felt like there wasn't as much of that. Uh, but yeah. David Harbour was awesome in it. Yeah, he looked awesome in the yeah. trailers. He was yeah. funny. Uh, I mean, all of them were great. Uh, Rachel Weisz was in it. Rachel oh, Weisz, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. That's awesome. Still looks great. Yeah, uh, Weisz, Pugh, Johansson. Yep. I mean, it's a pretty cast. Pugh... Because they've handed it over, obviously, to the sister now. Oh, you just spoiled it for me. Oh, come on. You knew that was coming. They needed a new Black Widow, and that was going to be it. I could have told you that before I saw it. Yeah, the new Black <laughs> Widow is going to be in Jumanji 2. <laughs> four, four. Four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome, and she does a great job. Um, but it's funny because you're talking about how the, the TV shows segue into the movies. Yeah. In this one, the movies segue into the TV show. Cool. So... It, it, like the next Disney Plus series. So yeah, nice. it's, it's it's like there at least I, I'm OK with that. Like, make sure it's all connected. Fine. What is the next Marvel series? Uh, what if is actually the next one? Oh, it's the animated. What if? Yeah, that doesn't that's not OK. That's not connected to anything. It's just a fun. If, what if. if these characters were evil or if these characters were bad or if Captain America, if Captain America was a Nazi, like that was one of Captain them. Nazi. Um, I think they had one where um Doctor Strange uh, had the Infinity uh, Gauntlet instead, the glove instead of Tony oh. Stark. Uh, they did if the zombies came into the the um, instead of scrolls. 
Yeah. And zombies. It was uh, super because it was a comic book series about that the Marvel zombies, like the superheroes were zombies. Um, so they're doing that. But the next live action, kind of like one, Bizarro Superman, <laughs> pretty much. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> I guess the next one is Hawkeye. So is what I'm thinking. So Hawkeye's next, uh, and then I'll get the other ones. But go ahead, Brian. Sorry, not to. Do. All right, uh, number two this week, F9, the Fast Saga, made 11 million. Uh, with a total of one hundred and forty-one point five million on a budget of two hundred and twenty-five million. Uh, worldwide, it's doing gangbusters. Yeah, I still haven't seen it either. Really? Yeah, I get out there, Brian. I know, I know. It was really nice to go back to the theaters. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Has, has the uh, inflation increased the uh, Coke and popcorn? <laughs> Uh, no, dogs. actually, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't <laughs> as bad as I thought. That's why you go to the Kroger's next door and you buy the dollar candy bar, <laughs> the dollar candy for my kids, and then you just kind of put it in That's your right. pocket and walk in, and yeah. I always have to get my popcorn, though. I've, the one good savior thing about movie theaters before the pandemic is they all started serving beer. Yes. That yes, they good. did. Yeah. That was good. I think our theater, I went at 12 o'clock on a Sunday, my, my son and I, and I think there was... 16 people in their total. It wasn't much. Now, the two shows before that were a little filled on Sunday morning, but the noon one wasn't too bad. So Nice. Cool. All right. Coming in third this week. God damn, why do they keep making these movies? <laughs> the Boss Baby, colon, family business, made $9 million for a total of $35 million on a budget of $125 million. Now... Maybe if this is a big enough bust, they'll stop. The issue is that it's going to have an asterisk because they've made so much money off the Boss Baby TV series on Netflix. That's like four seasons. My kid, my youngest loves it. And this movie, my youngest has, I think, seen it like ten times now, um, is on Peacock Premium, like the $5 tier. And so that's how NBC is justifying that it's not making $35 million. So... <laughs> It's on the five dollars here, though. How does that have a budget of one hundred twenty-five million dollars? <laughs> I don't know. Animators are expensive. <laughs> I guess inflation. You know, uh, during the pandemic, you couldn't do as much filming, but you can still do cartoons. So you like, just how? took just took one person in a computer. Yeah. All right, coming in theory, fourth anyway. this week, we had the Forever Purge made seven million dollars for a total of twenty-seven point five million. On a budget of eighteen million, Ugh. people still like these hack and slash, pointless movies. <sighs> yeah, I, I've never seen any of them. So I saw the one that was like Patriots Day Purge or something like that. The, oh, that's the one with my guy Frank Grillo. Is yeah. it? Yeah, he's in this one too. You love him. He's your favorite. I'm gonna make my own studio. I'm gonna do independent films. Fuck you, Marvel. Uh, and I saw like most of it. Is it was okay. I mean, it was just yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, uh, lastly, at number five, A Quiet Place Part 2 made $3 million for a total of $151 million on a budget of $55 million. First Damn. movie during the pandemic, and after, like, we're not after it, but during the pandemic era, that's made $150 million. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus now. Really? First and second. Yep, just released today. Awesome. I haven't even seen the first one. I haven't either. I heard about it. I heard it was, it was good. Oh, it was awesome. That's what I heard. Yeah, it came out on Paramount Plus, and it was just the whole thing with the movie. Like we, like we saw it in theaters, and because it's so quiet, like 
you know, they, they don't yeah. really talk, you know. So like <laughs> You can hear people's bodily yeah, functions. Pretty much. But it was it was really cool to be like that quiet in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So but the and the I mean the the movie itself was really good. So that's awesome. I didn't know it came out today. Yep. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend. I thought it was today. It's at least this week. So. All right. So, up, <clears throat> excuse me, upcoming this week, uh, we have Space Jam, Ugh. colon, Ugh. A New Legacy. I've seen previews for this, and LeBron doesn't know how to act, I don't think. Um, doesn't look good. It's on HBO Max and in theaters this week. Yeah. And my daughter's like, I want to go see that in theater. I was like, we got HBO Max. Let's just watch it there. Uh, <laughs> and Daddy will take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say LeBron was pretty funny in uh, Trainwreck. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was really was funny. Great. Like, yep. But I don't, like, there wasn't a whole lot that, like, the, the plot didn't really hinge too much on him. So I don't think. I'm not like, watching because they took Pepe Le Pew out. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the 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 other thing was at least LeBron had other real people to interact yeah. with, not being an actual actor. Right. Yeah. And I watched the previews, and I'm like, "Ooh, man, this is." My first impression was this is bad because he, one, he's not a good actor, and two, obviously he's doing it in front of a green screen, mm-hmm. not really speaking to anybody, and it's like, and you can tell yeah. it's bad. Well, my opinion. Um, Quiet Place came out today on Paramount Plus One and Two. Uh, it's part of their deal of 45 days after a theater. Oh, yeah. So. Jackpot. Yeah. Uh, then, let's see. What else we got coming out? <laughs> Escape Room, colon, Tournament of Champions. Uh, so, it's 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 a I, horror movie. Yeah, I saw the trailer today. I saw actually. the trailer for it, too. So, it looks like a combination of Final Destination and Saw. Yeah, this is the yes. second one. Second one. Yeah. I didn't... I didn't so, I didn't here's no the best idea. part. So... I take my son to see Black Widow. I know it's PG-13. He's 11 and a half. You know, he's seen a lot of this. It's fine. But three of the previews they showed, like they showed eight previews, three of them were rated R films. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like Escape Room was on it. There's another scary, like a super scary one. Uh, Old was on it, which is PG-13, but it's still freaky. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is MCU. Like, come on, people. Like, give me something. <laughs> give me Boss Baby 3 or something. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, just to let you know, next Marvel films coming in Disney Plus. What if is summer two thousand twenty one? Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye are coming in fall of two thousand twenty one. Don't know exact dates though. Moon Knight and She Hawk. She Hawk just wrapped up. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in She Hawk. Uh, just what is what's the next series like TV series like coming to Disney? Do you know after? Uh, it would be Ms. Marvel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye. It could be vice versa. It could be Hawkeye okay. or Ms. Marvel. Gotcha. Marvelous Ms. Marvel? No, 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 not that one. Oh. Um, yeah, I, She-Hulk look, supposedly is going to be very Deadpool-like is what the reports are coming out. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Top five this week. Top five is a uh, top five favorite TV host. Could be of anything. Talk shows. I think we did talk shows one time. We did. Uh, uh, talk shows. It could be reality shows. It could be anything. He's made it host. Yep, just host. Right. And um, Brian, what's your number five? You want to go? I will go first. Uh, number five, I have Aaron and Ben Napier, the host of the HGTV show Hometown. Oh, that's a great show. It is a very good show. Have you seen the one that they did redid the t- small village or the small town, like the small city? Uh, no, not yet. That uh, one's good, too. 
I haven't seen a whole lot of this season, but uh, I've seen pretty much all of it up mm. up to this season. They at least seem um, nice. Yeah, like it's in their hometown. They live there, so they're you know they're doing good things for their community, mm-hmm. and it's also not one of those like. I'm a part-time yoga teacher. He makes pickles. Our budget's $6 million. (laughs) You know, one of those type of shows. Like, every house is like $150,000 to $100,000. They're putting in $50,000. real people places. Yeah. I think the one I saw the other day was a teacher. Oh, no, it was a lady that owned a restaurant in downtown, the small town. And she had a... She bought the house for $30,000. It was a two-bedroom shotgun house, I believe. And they put... Forty thousand into it, right? Fifty thousand. I think her budget top was ninety thousand total. Yeah, and so it's like they made it work, and it's like yeah. good for them. Like it yeah. was, it's, it's neat to see. It's that. a really good show. Plus, like I like him because he like he has his own woodworking yep. shop. Yeah. So, and I'm really big into like woodworking and and stuff. So, like to see that aspect of it, and like it seems like every show he like always makes something that means something to the people that he's mm-hmm. that they're redoing the houses for. Yeah, which is always cool. But yeah, they, I mean that's. Probably one of the only HGTV shows that I care for. Uh, Chicago Rehab's good, too. I, like I haven't seen any of that one. That one's good, too. Uh, number five for me? <laughs> Chicago Rehab. Nope, nope, not that rehab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you stole my joke. <laughs> uh, number five, I hobied it. Uh, just, I don't know why. Uh, number five. Because <laughs> you can. Yep. Ben Bailey from Cash Cab. Oh, yeah. I love Ben Bailey. That's that's a good one. Uh, is it the one where he's driving around in Vegas and people get in in New, New York, York or New York and yeah. he, he asks them trivia questions yeah. and gives them? Oh, yeah. So they vet out the contestants, but they don't know when mm. they're going to be on the show. Uh, like they vet them out on you know who it's going to be, but you could you could do the process and then they could pick you up in a month. And he goes in a ta- you get in a taxi mm. cab and ask questions on. I just like that they kick you out if you miss three. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> You're right here. <laughs> Well, see, that kind of puts a damper on it because you would like to think that it's just a random Joe you pick up. It's but they vet him, though, yeah, right? yeah, they at least vet them, but they don't know when, like what yeah, day. Or... But you know he's common. Hey, that's ruins. a big taxi <laughs> right yeah. there. What's that big thing hanging <laughs> off the side of it? It looks like a camera. That's weird. What's this taxi with his TV crew and want... a truck behind him? Is this right? Taxi Cab Confessions? Yeah. <laughs> they just get HBO... start talking about this. Is this HBO Real Sex? <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> I just like... I get naked in a cab. I just want to see an episode like, sorry, we have to kick you out. This is the worst part of New York. Sorry, you're out. <laughs> or like, I want to see one where they win like $2,000 and they get out and they flash it. And then they get robbed. Yeah. <laughs> just get robbed. Especially nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of kids on bicycles come by. <laughs> beat them up, take their money. Not even beat them up, they flash it. Just give me it. Uh, he, I tied him with Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Micro. I like Micro. Micro has some polarizing politics, and that's fine. Uh, doesn't matter yeah. if you agree or not. I like him on Dirty Jobs because he just is—he's funny, and he just seems like <clears throat> okay. Like this is—he's getting his hands dirty. He doesn't have a problem with it. I like Micro, so there you go. Yeah, <clears throat> I do enjoy him. Like he does all the voice work for like Deadliest mm-hmm. Catch and stuff like that. So. He's a great voice. Yeah, he's a great like narrator. Yep. Bra- uh, Blake, number five. Yeah, my my number five. I'm actually kind of guilty in the fact that I never watched it when his show was on and he was hosting it. Or mm-hmm. well, I should say the show was on, but when he was hosting it. But I actually stop and watch reruns when he's doing it because I do like his monologues. Was uh, Craig Ferguson? Oh, 
I didn't put any talk show host on here. I that's where I mostly went with. And, and that's then, fine. And then after listening to your guys' first two choices, I like, ooh. I didn't do talk shows because I could have done, I could have done a whole top five of that. Yeah. Craig Ferguson's one of my favorites. I yeah. love Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's awesome in The Hustler, the TV show. Great series. Yeah. Great series. Uh, what's number four? Uh, my number four is uh, going old school. I loved his interview style, and I'll watch his old shows. And I remember being a kid when he was actually on, too, because he was actually a good interviewer. He asked good, decent questions, and he was a good, decent person, and that was Dick Cavett. Okay. I'll give that one. I've seen that on a lot of lists. Uh, like, I just went out there just to see, like, Hosa. He's on a yeah. lot of them. Well, he, he's, he was a, a decent, good interviewer, and he actually asked good, meaningful questions and actually can get into good discussions with, you know, his hosts. I mean, nowadays the talk shows are, you know, real quick in 30 seconds, give us your latest plug, and boom, you're out. And, you know, the Dick Cavett show, you can get more into conversations about, you know, long-form interviews other than the, the quick bam, 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 you're out. I, I think the pre-show interview has killed a lot of talk shows. Like, I hate that. I hate that they... Every, everything's canned. Yep. yep. You know. Every story is canned. Like, there's no... That's right. Spur of the moment. Uh, my number four is Rod Serling from Twilight Zone. Yeah. Just because he wasn't in it much, but it was just like, he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks badass. Like, and you know you're going to watch some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> basically what he's yep. down now. And I love, I love him. Uh, I love Twilight Zone, one of my favorite series of all time. And just, just really, he he's a perfect host for it. It's so. a, and writer. It's a story of a young man making a podcast, making fun of a famous sci-fi TV show. Little does he know, he's about to be invaded by long leggy birds with alcohol. Wait a minute, how's that work? Just watch. <laughs> I need another cigarette. He vapes now. He'll be vaping now. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I didn't know if I was reaching. I need Jeff to sit here and go, don't get it. No, I got it. I got it. Story. I got it. It's like last week, you know, with Heno. He's in his own private Idaho. Don't get it. No, Heno lives in Idaho. That's why he's. Your jokes are vastly underappreciated, Blake. I know they are. Not as he gets them. He does. He does right. appreciate that. Uh, number four for you, Brian. Uh, number four for me, um, Mel Allen from This Week in Baseball. Oh, God. This Week in Baseball. Is well that done. that guy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so there was like four different hosts of that, but he was like the host that was on it when I was a kid, like growing up watching it. I think he was on it the longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, I love watching that yep. as a kid, man. That was I always look forward to watching that with my dad. It was awesome. Yeah, now they do. Um, it's more educational, like yeah. how to. Here's a, here, kid. Here's right. how you swing and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, plays of the week. Yeah, uh, which are number three? Uh, number three, Alton Brown, Good Eats. Oh, okay, okay. It's like the he does all the science behind mm-hmm. like cooking. Oh, okay. Like he's like a science. Why do things taste good? Yeah, like he, he so like. Yeah, he's he is all about the science behind how how cooking works, how you know, like how everything comes together. Um, really good show. I like science him a lot. of flavor. Yeah, Com- combinations. Uh, yeah. My number three. He's been on a couple of different ones. Uh, Destination Truth, Expedition Unknown. My kid really like him. Uh, likes him. Both of them. Um, Josh Gates. Love Josh Gates. 
Um, he he's, goes out into the mysteries and that, and you know he's never going to find anything, but he makes you think that he will. It's like it's like Curse of Oak Island, but on <laughs> mysterious places. Uh, I love Josh Gates, though. <laughs> so, uh, number three for you, Blake. Uh, number three for me. Man, I love it, and I will watch it every single time it comes on. I will stop what I'm doing if I can find it in the guide. Is uh, inside the actor's studio oh. with uh, Mr. Lipton. Yep. Man, he's awesome. I love his questions, and his, the, his style is um, hilarious. Give me the dirtiest word you like. And, and I loved his cameos in Arrested Development. Yeah. They were hilarious. Oh, well. I was going to say, he was, um, yeah. he's um, Simpsons. Yeah. He oh, does Simpsons, Simpsons yeah. too. I thought you were going to say Simpsons. Any, I think he's passed away, too, he did. unfortunately. He did. Yeah, that'll never be the same. Hopefully, they're never going to try and do another Inside the Actors. They did. Oh. Kevin James is... Uh, oh, God, I hate him now. <sighs> What's your number two? Oh, uh, so uh, my number two is uh, I always appreciated uh, Conan O'Brien. So this is funny. I've Craig. always loved Conan O'Brien because of his sense of humor. It was always really funny. And I, I think, you know, he had a big niche and a following, but it, it never could get him into the primetime slot. Correct. Well, Jay Leno would take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why Craig Ferguson and Conan O'Brien are on my honorable mentions. Oh, cool. So, there you go. Uh, my number two is, I can't say his last name, Anthony Melikari from Hotel Impossible, one of my favorite shows uh, because he was no nonsense, and like the one, uh, w- couple of the episodes, like the hotel, he would go into these hotels and redo them, and like the hotel owners um, would always be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I have this, this, and this. Have you ever owned a hotel before? No. Oh, okay, that's good. It's like bar rescue. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Why yeah. are you running a hotel? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a little bit different, right? Or do you have a sprinkler system? Ah, we disconnected. Ah, that's a good call. But like he would call them out on their shit, and then he would also there was episodes like they would basically make it worse so they could the the hotel, and he would literally stop production and like that's it, we're done. And like the way he did it was like that's not fake. Like it, he's like I'm not going to have you make stuff up for my show. This is my show. So I always liked Anthony though. So he was my number uh, two. That was his version of shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> uh, shut it down now. Number two for you, Brian? Uh, number You're two going to get people sick. Get rolling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, that's all right. Uh, number two for me, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Parts Unknown. Yep. Was, that was uh, kind of cool. It was a really good show. Yep. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, you, you would think uh, somebody having the level of success and the things that he did Looking, you know, his suicide uh, really caught a lot of people off guard. Big time. You never know, nope. you yep. know, what people are suffering on in the inside. Yep. Very true. Uh, number one? Uh, number one for me, I hobied it. Uh, we've got Will Willis, Doug Markaida, Dave Baker, Ben Abbott, and Jay Nielsen, the hosts of Forged in Fire. Oh, dear God. <laughs> all connects. It all comes full circle. Oh, right. uh, did you like that knife I built? I don't know. It didn't have a blade like the blade from two weeks ago. You know, it does get really cool when they're te- testing, like, sharpness and piercing abilities. When On it, people? It, no. Oh. They bring out dummies to replicate like human bodies. Yeah. And yeah. you can see what these they're weapons do. ballistics dummies. There's a yeah. Few, there's a few real people I could probably throw in there. It would be fine. Yeah, he'd be arrested. It's just cool, like, how, like, each one of these guys are different. Like, so Dave Baker, he's a historic weapons 
recreate. Like he recreates okay. for like TV shows or movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then like Doug Markaita, he's like a martial arts expert. So like he does all the testing with the blades. Like just the way that they put it all together. That'd be like, the fun part. That part yeah. of the show that I want. Yeah. I want to take sure. the blade and whack shit with but, it. But uh just just the like the whole fit of the show to me is is really great. Like they all work well together and it's, it's probably my favorite like reality type show that's out there. And they uh, actually make stuff. Right. Yeah. My number one, um, I have to th- hand this to my wife. She told me she, this was the only one on her list because she just didn't care after that. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, you know what? That's a good number one. Rob Riggle, Joe Tesserone from Holy Moly. Holy oh, man. That is... They are the reason to watch. They are freaking hilarious. Riggle is pretty funny. No, yes, yeah. but those two together, yeah. oh my god, it is hilarious. And uh, that's actually my favorite show right now to watch. It's just I love what it's lighthearted. They mock the contestants. It is hilarious. If it wasn't created by a Golden State Warrior basketball player who defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers in a couple NBA championships, maybe I'd watch it. Well, it's funny because every season <laughs> he gets less and less screen time. Like in the first <laughs> like season, him out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> in the first season, he's chipping for them, or he's like he's on the set, he's doing you know congratulating, giving them the the green jacket and the win. Second season, it's just an animated version of him. So I guess he was away <laughs> somewhere. The third season, like he would have different parts. Third season, he would come on for like ten seconds. Then congratulations, you won the green jacket. Who's next? And it'd be like that, but it would be like a video. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now you've eventually just keep moving away. Uh, what's your number one, Blake? Oh uh, man, I love David Letterman. Staying up late, high school or uh, mm-hmm. college. You know, watching his show because I loved his corny sense of humor. Dropping stuff off of buildings. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And the skits they used to have on there mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of fun stuff. It was pretty good. Uh, honorable mention. Including that? when they would have Han Solo. You know, they'd have uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford on there. And then he'd start getting heckled from the audience. And it turns out it's Chewbacca. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, uh, honorable mentions, I had Phil from Amazing Race. Um, and Craig Ferguson and Conan O'Brien. Uh, real quick, any other quick honorable mentions before we get to the listener feedback? Uh, Dr. Dana had one honorable mention. Uh, Tom Bergeron from Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Oh, man, Tom Bergeron. And it's something That's like right. you don't really appreciate until you see the next person who gets right. it. And you're exactly. like, oh, God. Like, yep. <laughs> since you guys are doing TV shows, other guys, since I was doing talk show stuff, mm-hmm. I, I do have to just say Aliens. It's always aliens. You know, Giorgio Sugakalis from the History Channel. Yep. It's always aliens. It's always aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens. You really. know, his hair yes. through the years has gotten crazier and crazier. If you look at an old picture of him compared to what he's got he's now. He's gotten crazier and crazier. He's gotten crazier and crazier with these Really aliens. surprised nobody had Chris Hansen. Uh, who's now has a warrant out for his arrest. Bouncing oh, checks. That's right. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen, and yeah. I'm going to jail. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, to, to catch a check bouncer. Randall Holt at RJ Holt 666. Not evil. Just hand her that way. Uh, Olivia Munn from Attack of the Show. Good I show. I remember that from yeah. G4. Summer Sanders. Yeah. Yep. Love G4. Summer Sanders from Figure It Out. Ooh, Summer Sanders. Yeah, I remember that. David Letterman. Yeah. Ken Ober from Remote Control. Oh, Remote Control. And Ricky Ratchman. Do you remember him? Oh, uh, HPV is what he said. Um, what is that? Uh, From MTV. Shoot, Ricky Ratchman. He was a DJ, or the DJ guy. Was but it singled? It wasn't singled out. No, it was one of those. 
Yeah. Blind, not on Honorable Mentions. I would put Bill Maher on my list, too. Oh, for it's a TV show. Honorable Mentions? Yeah. Art Bell? G. Gordon Liddy? Mike McConnell? Hey. Uh, Mark Summel, Summers? And Eddie Trunk? Uh, Nisi. Ooh, Eddie Trunk's a good one. Nisi. I love Nisi. Chuck Woolery, The Love Connection. Back in two and two. What do you mean by two and two? <laughs> well, <laughs> Bob Eubanks from the Newlywed Game. The Match Game host, Gene Rayburn. Mm. Uh, love them or hate them, Richard Dawson from Family Feud. I'm just going to make out with your wife while you watch. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I'm going to stick my tongue down your daughter's throat. Uh, Bob Barker from Price is Right. My stay home and play sick, ride or die. <laughs> um, Doctor number one. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell and Rachel Maddow. <laughs> oh, God. Morton Downey Jr. Oh, God. Uh, Joe Chateroubord. Charcuterie board? Whatever. Dr. Oz? Oh, yeah. He's he's the meat and cheese show. (laughs) And Donald Trump and Monica Lewinsky. Oh, God. (laughs) Monica Lewinsky did toast stuff. And so, oh, they all did it. You're fired. Stork from Besotted Geek. The host from Cabaret. (laughs) That's a movie. Is that a Vulcan? (laughs) Uh, You're shooting Cabaret. Uh, Conan O'Brien. David Letterman. Uh, he has Dick Dawson. Who's Dick Dawson? Dick Dawson. I uh, I know I know who Dick okay. Dawson is. I know the name. It's not Joker's Wild, right? No, it's uh, Car Shark. I'll look it up. Uh, and Gene Rayburn. Another Gene Rayburn. Steve at everything I learned from movies. Hey, Kickstarter, give him his money. Well, his wife. Yeah. Alan Thicke on Animal Crack Ups. Oh God. Richard Dawson on Family Feud and The Running Man. It's not a uh-huh. TV show, but I'll give you it. Alton Brown on Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Match Game. Match Game. Uh, Bob Barker of The Price is Right. And And Sir Alex Mm. Trebek of Jeopardy. Obviously. Honorable mention, Chuck Woolery of the 1980s. Wait, hold on. Do you say Dick Dawson? Yeah. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Oh, Dick, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. Uh, Let's see. So they just wanted us to say Dick. I think he did. I think he did. Got it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, we finally wrapping it up. Brian, ow, ow, had Jimmy Kimmel from when ben, when Ben Stein's money. That yes, when Jimmy Kimmel was funny as a TV show. Host. Uh, Ken Ober from Remote Control. Yeah, and uh, Carrie Verr as a co-host. Uh, yeah, Alex Trebek. Ooh, uh, Drew Carey from Whose Line Is It Anyways? Great, and Craig Ferguson, uh, Sean Coon. Yeah. We love you, even though you're from Pittsburgh. Gene Rayburn, another Gene Rayburn, David Letterman, Bob Barker, Tom Snyder. I thought that's who you were going to go with, Tom Snyder. Oh, yeah. And Johnny Carson. Uh, Cindy, she had Drew Carey from Price is Right. I don't mind Drew Carey on Price is Right at all. That's okay. I don't watch it as much as I did when I was a kid or whatever, but he seems to be okay. He's fine with it. No problem. Uh, We'll get to this real quick. I always wanted to spin that damn wheel, man. Yeah. The big one? Yeah. Then I also I always wanted the uh, the mountain climber game. Oh yeah, the Swiss. Uh, <laughs> I was those are my favorites. Yeah, Plinko right. was always a good one. I like Plinko. Yeah. No skill whatsoever. Nope. Just drop just it down. Drop, yeah, that's yep. right. Just drop the disc. <laughs> uh, titles for the show. Uh, addendum. Yeah, I'm doing it now. Uh, I had setting the bar higher. Uh, lightsabers are tough to make. Always money in the banana clip. Uh, no skills, and that's all I think I made. 
I have two other ones. I just put the first words. Title. I didn't finish the title. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got for Ryan? Uh, the only one I wrote down was, uh, you rubbed off on me. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, anything special, guys? Any of these? Uh, how about I'm sorry, Star Trek fans? Are they really Star Trek fans? I think... I don't know. I don't even know what Star Trek is, so I can't say. <laughs> Non-toxic Trekkies. There you go. Non-toxic Trekkies. Non-toxic Trekkies, comma, lead-free. <laughs> lead-free Trekkies. Lead-free Trekkies. There you go. Done. Change approved. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, bad idea of the week. <laughs> you know, they, they could bump her numbers up this week because of the Trekkie reference in the title. It's in there. And uh, uh, we'll find out how toxic they are after they after week. they leave us the reviews. Uh, bad idea of the week number seven hundred and twelve. Uh, being a Trekkie. Uh, we will see you next week. And Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. You are listening to a hobby.